Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Sustain effort and violence. It could be a total goat rodeo. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? This is why nobody else can get on the Sug boat. You know what? We couldn't get on the Sug boat anyway. It's a test. What's the point of kissing his ass if we can't get on the Sug boat? It's a test. Y'all are haters and non-believers. Sug, Sug. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. And welcome to the show. This is not Clip Brock. Troy D here, filling in for Clip today, who is off. Good to be with you. I'll be with you for the next three hours for an exciting episode of PRL. Joining me, producing as always, the lovely and talented Shirley Rhodes, also known as my work wife. Still together after almost 20 years. Actually, over 20 years, if you count our former uh, places we've worked. Yes. We'll see if we make it through another show. I mean, you're not going to make it another two minutes. Wait till you're introduced, please. This is my show today. I mean... Talk when you're spoken to. Hold on. I haven't even had a chance to welcome in Chandler Honeycutt, also producing on the video side today. Good to see you guys. What's up, Troy? And look who else is here. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. In studio with me that kind of looks like Chris Collinsworth a little bit with the hair. He's kind of got Collinsworth hair a little bit. You could be like a Chris Collinsworth if you were a little taller. Yes. Jonathan Ellerby. The band is back together. Is this yes. live at five? For, for you old Troy D and Ellerby fans, here you go. Not live at five, the bald and the beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're here. So we've got uh, Ellerby going to kick off the show with us today. Got a good lineup today, Ellerby, as we on, on, a, uh, saw. on a tough day for me. As you, first of all, Mondays are always kind of tough to begin with, but this is as I, I've got it's my a tough day <laughs> in a real tough weather condition league. Uh, there is a weather situation that I hate worse than any other, and it's cold, and then it's cold rain. Cold rain is the worst. Welcome to cold rain today. But I'm here in the warm confines of the studio. Stuck with you guys. I mean, with you guys. Couldn't be any happier. Yeah. Let me tell you who's stuck. <laughs> so I don't care whether me. you're in your car, whether you're in your house, workplace. Just crank up the heat. Hang out with us. We'll keep you warm and happy. But yeah. We got, chime in. Say hello. Yeah. Uh, love to hear from you. We'll read your comments on our Facebook live feed. Uh, I need someone to monitor. I, I haven't uh, mastered the YouTube live feed yet. I'll have to check that. So if we get comments there. Also, um, Brian Bailey going to join us. At 3.30, Bailey had a great Brian Bailey show earlier. We'll encore that at 6 p.m. If you missed it, it's archived on our online platforms. And talk to Skip Holtz, former ECU football coach, now in charge of the Birmingham Stallions, Stallions, I do believe, yes, with the USFL. So great show. We'll play some of the highlights of that, too, and then talk to Bailey about that. Coming up at 4, Molly is going to be in studio. Prepare yourself, Chandler. Son, that uh, might be the stupidest thing you've ever said. <laughs> so we got Mike Mullis joining us at 4 p.m. And then how about our old friend David Glenn will join us at 5 o'clock. So we'll talk uh, lots to talk about with all these guys. 
and look forward to a uh, fun PRL today. We had a great weekend, LRB, Saturday night with ECU baseball, kind of the official kickoff to the season. It's the annual banquet. I was looking back, some of my uh, Facebook memories were coming up, and it was old pictures that we, we've been going to this banquet since they started it. And, the, you know, the kids were about up to our, you know, kneecaps when we started. Now they're almost taller than we are. Uh, but, man, what a great job by ECU baseball. Cliff Gowen, the staff, uh, Blake, all the guys that put that thing on, the players. It's just a first-class deal, a first-class program. And there's a reason that I think Cliff Godwin wins and is competitive every single year. And I think you see that manifested in that um, event that was Saturday night in, in the banquet, how first class and well done that is too. Well, and I had an opportunity to invite my dad to go with me for the first time and, and he really enjoyed it. And uh, I did too. I mean, I, I think it gets better and better every year. The, the speakers were fantastic. Clayton McCullough and uh, Connor Norby and uh, all the three baseball players current on the team that got up there and spoke. But uh, really when you think about it, Troy D., and, and me and my dad talked about this on Sunday after the banquet or reflecting back of of what an impact Keith LeClaire had on East Carolina University and how many lives he touched. And I thought it was unique that Clayton, who's the first base coach with the Dodgers, um, in his speech, he kind of wrapped up with a Jackie Robinson quote. And it said, a life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives. And I really connected... That quote of what Jackie Robinson said to really Keith LeClaire, because if you, I mean, when you talk about the culture of East Carolina baseball, of what Keith LeClaire did in a short period of time, cut short by ALS, of all the people that are just tremendous leaders in in what they do in lives and coaches mm-hmm. and in baseball and everything, and the connection all those guys have that that had played during that era and yep. then after the fact, and you, and you see it with Cliff. And, and what he's done in his time at East Carolina since 2014. And I thought that just when that when that really resonated with me, when when, you know, Clayton brought in that Jackie Robinson quote and me and my dad just went on and on about what a man Keith LeClaire was and, and what a legacy he left in yeah. East Carolina. Well, if you look just at his coaching tree the, and you run the matrix of the guys that played for Keith LeClaire that are now six hugely, wildly successful coaches themselves. And if it's not guys that are in coaching, they're successful in business or in life. You know, Sometimes people get focused on the coaching tree part of it, but those other guys that may not be in coaching are just as successful. And, and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of guys that are coaching little league teams or coaching uh, high school teams yeah. or middle school teams or t-ball team or whatever. That, that, I mean, I just think if you played for Keith LeClaire and he, you were around him or you, you know, or are being coached by one of his former players, that, that exchange of his impact and his legacy is just forever built. And it's just really, really amazing. And it gets back to the point of this baseball banquet. It is just an unbelievable event and it sells out super fast now. So go ahead and put it on your calendars for next year because it's a must attend. I mean, it's, and it bridges it's really the cool. gap of the past to the present to the future, which is really cool, which I think really Cliff does better than any other sport we have as far as being able to capitalize on that and to get it where people can support that and support the program. I think this banquet is unique the way he does it. I, I reached out to the ECU folks today. I found it, you know, you mentioned it sold out uh, in record time. It was sold out before Christmas. It's never been sold out that quick. They, uh, 600 people attended on the campus of ECU. They've uh, raised and the final numbers are still coming in. Of course, there's an auction with it and there's all different types of ways uh, people can donate. 
but uh, it's going to be close to $90,000 that was raised just that one night uh, for ECU baseball that they can then use in the kind of their discretionary fund for things they need that may not get funded otherwise. Yeah, it was cool that night at the banquet, too. They announced that season tickets have sold out yeah. for East Carolina baseball. Of course, the Pirates have led attendance in the state of North Carolina for 21 straight seasons. Their GPA is like 3.69. Um, just, I mean, all the, when you talk about a you know athletic program performing on and off the field uh it's just something really to be proud of and i know uh hopefully a lot of single game tickets will be available for folks if you don't don't, you can still get in clark leclair stadium so don't worry about that but uh coming up february the 18th it's going to be a cool opening day hopefully the weather a little bit better than today for you troy d so you're not crying in your towel (laughs) but uh certainly i mean i just i mean it was just amazing the conversation me and my dad had talking about Keith LeClaire and I ended up coming down to the studio and getting my book, uh, Coaching Third, and gave it to him. He wanted to read it oh, cool. uh, this week. So I, I just thought it was a lot of fun. I had a chance to talk to some of the guys after the banquet. Great to catch up with uh, Connor Norby, who was there, former pirate now with the Baltimore Orioles. He uh, uh, was in attendance, gave a nice little speech, too, and I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, you mentioned Clayton McCullough that was there, who is you know really the top assistant right now with the L.A. Dodgers, former pirate. Uh, older pirates will remember his playing days here. I thought the interesting thing during his speech was he talked about like after his first year i believe it was him that he said this after his first year at ecu he had a one-on-one kind of uh end of the year meeting with coach claire and he was in his office and you know he's kind of one of those things a lot of coaches do this and you know we do it in business and you know you have end of the year meetings and you kind of evaluate your performance he said he sat down in coach claire's office and he said uh keith it was pretty soft-spoken if you remember if you knew him he said, uh, Clayton, you're the most disappointing player I've ever coached. And he just, he didn't yell at him. He didn't berate him. But he said, he said he would have been, he might as well just taken a baseball bat and hit him in the center of the head. <laughs> you know, yeah. He said as much as that hurt him. But he said he needed to hear that. I guess he was a wreck at the time. And he was, it was at the, like, kind of a tipping point where, hey, you're either going to get, you're either going to get your bleep together and uh, be a part of this program or you're, you're not going to play here anymore. And, and and Clayton had transferred from Vanderbilt. Yeah, he went to Vanderbilt his first year and then came back uh, to East Carolina because he, he really didn't have his bleep together. He talked about what a wreck he was and that uh, he looks back at that point and that moment in his life where he really kind of he said now that's what he, he needed to hear that and he got his kind of act together from there and, and look how well he's turned out now. I could know? pretty so. much tell after his speech that uh, all his bleeps are in a straight line. <laughs> They're, they're, uh, they're, Con- they're in order by alphabetical. Connor Norby with a similar story talking about uh, after his first year having his meeting with Cliff Godwin and uh, Cliff basically saying, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to keep you on the team after uh, what happened in his first year. And it was on the field, off the field, all types of stuff. And, you know, he was a total wreck, he said. And he, you know, got his act together and look where he is now. I told him I had no idea he was such a wreck like his first like that was that bad he's like man i had to water it down for the speech it's way worse than people even realize yes so you know a lot of these guys and credit to the let's think of godwin to giving him a second chance letting him come out now he's a he's a pro pirate what kind of speech would you have given after your freshman year if you would have had a coach if you would have been among Uh, 30 if you'd have been among 35 to 40 coach troy d or young troy d or no that that you had to report to a cliff godwin or keith leclerc and have a meeting oh your speech would have been much so 
similar. I mean, they, they oh, just sat a, you down and been yeah. like, I, <laughs> Troy, you were the most I, disappointing student. I don't know if had. I would have made it after that first year to the end of the year meeting. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're all. But 18, I think we turned it around after that. We're but you're all right. Eighteen to twenty-two at some point. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's good that you have strong leaders and coaches that are able to, you know, because these guys have high goal. I mean, Cliff's number one goal for every player, he, he had it out there, his vision is for them to graduate to East, from East Carolina. Yeah. That's their number one goal. Number two is to win a national championship. Yeah. Abo- so, above winning a national championship is to graduate. So, um, you know, he, ha- he has to get them. And, and look, everybody could use some sort of leadership or advice. And uh, there's a lot of people that come in and out of the doors of East Carolina. And uh, it, it's nice that, uh, you know, they ha- we've had good coaches like that to keep these guys on track and hey look there's been stories of people we, we know players that get kicked off the team and uh, there's stories of that every year too and uh, hopefully they can go find their path somewhere else that actually current situation where there's a player that's suspended for, yeah. for football right now that needs to get his bleep together if he wants to uh, put his helmets and pads back on this fall or the, even maybe this spring for spring football. Yeah, and look, this is the first chance we've had to talk about it publicly with uh, C.J. Johnson. Look, we knew, we know C.J. We're friends with him. He was one of our Pirate Radio athletes. He's a great kid personality-wise, and he's made some mistakes off the field and some missteps, and unfortunately uh, it is where it's at right now with the indefinite suspension and hopefully this is one of those fork in the road moments for cj i think i think this is the point where okay he gets his stuff together and he has incredible god-given talents uh on the football field i would hate to see those get wasted because of bad decisions off the field and i hope he can get it together having you know sometimes you need a second or third chance but it, it, whether it's here at east carolina or maybe at another school uh, because i think he, he has such great ability i'd hate to see that go wasted and i hope he can get his act together and and, and develop into the potential that i know he has and a lot of other people believe that he has uh, and it doesn't go the other way where he just drops out of football and, and never to be heard from again type of deal but um, i hate it for him uh, it's unfortunate fortunate uh life is full of decisions as tony collins talks about you can make good ones or you can make bad ones and this might be a time of reflection to say hey well what can he do to improve his life so this thing doesn't happen again you know the key to what you said is he's just suspended indefinitely so there are opportunities for him to get back on track and get Mm -hmm. in the good graces of mike houston in the east carolina football program but you can't have a guy especially a guy that's going into his fourth year you know this fall troy that uh that you have to have a standard yep. and uh coach houston's trying to build a program trying to build a culture where uh, they can maintain these winning ways that they enjoyed this last year and uh i certainly wish nothing but the best for cj and that he can you know get some things turned around and hopefully he's learned from these mistakes and can grow and and uh, not do them again and, and be a big asset to this football program yeah on a positive story concerning uh ecu or at least an ecu alum how about harold varner the third man we first of all this guy's such a great guy and what a great ambassador for east carolina and he's been knocking on the door before with the pga tour and he, he's had a lot of top 10 finishes but he's never broken through you know sometimes it's that first one that's the hardest and boy yesterday uh in it was the what the saudi international pga it, tour but this was on the asian tour so i don't know if this does this count as I a thought, pga tour victory because he won the australian open 
And no, this is considered an international win, but it's not part of the PGA Tour. Okay, so it's not so his first. This official. is his first. Uh, this is his second international win, but it, he has not won a PGA Tour event because he won the Australian Open. That was his first oh, career okay. win. So it's still not considered. It's not in, in part of the PGA Tour. No, it's the okay. Asian Tour. So it's the internationally oh, was saying. Okay. So, but the good news is, is that with this win, it does help you on the PGA Tour that he's moved up in the top fifty in yes. the rankings, mm-hmm. and if he can stay there by the end end of march he will automatically qualify for the masters and uh, yeah. a tradition unlike any other so uh that would be really cool to see him playing in augusta coming up uh after the ncaa tournament in early april part of the way he won it it was just such a dramatic fashion he had a putt that was sitting off the green it looked like 80 feet away you know and all he, he had a, a like birdie it it was to, eagle no he had a birdie to tie to push it into a playoff right. So they, you know, they thought he was just going to try, and you know, it was so far away, it would have been a big deal just to get a, a birdie. So he hits the putt, and he ends up making it, and it's an eagle. Here's how it sounded on NBC when he uh, won the tournament. He set the target. Now can Varna match it? is 13 under par and wins by one and Tommy Fleetwood is almost as pleased as Harold is what a finish what a putt and Bubba Watson to his huge credit is down to congratulate the man he thought he might be playing off with so congratulations to Harold Varner as uh working to get him once he gets back stateside uh on the show so look forward to hearing from him think he's had some media requests oh he's a (laughs) popular look he was a popular guy before this as you know i think this is taking him kind of next level now this will i think if he can stay in that top 50 and can play in these majors coming up especially the masters which is the biggest of them all that you know he's played in some of the opens before so but i think if he can if he can play in the Masters coming up in early April and do well and you know be on TV Saturday and Sunday. Um, he, he, we all know he's a star and so likable and lovable, but I mean, he could really explode even bigger nationally with a uh, successful run in Augusta. He's the type of guy that could be the hottest player on the tour if he continues to win as far as popularity. Because, you know, you think back over the years, Tiger was popular because he was so good. People love a winner, but he was never popular because of his warm, touchy feely personality. You know, I mean, he was, was a robot. Of, right. Uh, Harold is a regular guy, fun love, like just kind of people could relate to him. And if they get to know him, they're like, man, how could you not pull for this guy? So if he could win on top of that, the guy could be a superstar. Absolutely. And uh, of course, we've had East Carolina Pirates win the Super Bowl and do things in other sports. But I mean, he could really... And, he, and he's such a proud pirate, too. Yeah. I mean, the, the attention. Where's and, purple on Sundays because of ECU? I know. I mean, the, the attention and everything he's already given and provides for East Carolina is tremendous. I know it makes all of Pirate Nation super excited. And uh, I know, I mean, Twitter world was going crazy. Social media was going nuts with uh, that putt uh, all over your news feeds. But uh, certainly hope he can uh, keep up the hot 
hand in golf and uh, as i said be in that top 50 and get in those uh, major tournaments the best tweet i saw was the cut that we we played it was with the final putt put to the titanic music <laughs> it was, uh, we have that on the pirate radio twitter feed if you'd like to see it i always love when they do those dramatic moments and then put the titanic music behind it very cool it's timed out perfectly i don't know if you guys saw that or not but uh, it is wonderful probably the best thing i've seen online today next to our promo i thought we did a great job in the promo yeah I, you know it's just tremendous that uh you know we were able to get it done in one take i, I know we did it's uh it, we survived we surprised all of our teammates here yes right, you did that in one take yes that's how that's how professional exactly we are we still have it all right so troy d lrb here with you you'll be with me for the rest of the hour and then uh, i'll be turning uh get some other guests we'll be turning your seat over to molly i'll tell you what let's take a break right now we'll come back we'll hook up with brian bailey on our live line also speaking of bailey is this i can't tell whether this is his hair or clips but it looks like a like a dog has shed over here like we're gonna have to get them hair nets to work over here is it gray well no it's i think it's left over from clip but I'm gonna have to get like a paper towel and like wipe this down. Is Clip shedding? Well, he's got a lot of hair on that head. He does. Well, I, the one person like, we're gonna go ahead and eliminate yeah, from uh, I am not the a, hair discussion. I'm not a suspect. Is the host? <laughs> yes. Is the guest? But host. I'm like, man, who is? I don't need Clip preparing my food with hair all over the place like this. I know that. But when did you become yeah. CSI Greenville? Yeah. <laughs> and I've got a gripe. Something that grinds my gears. Something that grinds my gears. I have to share, and it, and it involves one of you people. Uh-oh. Oh, Some, somebody over here. And I have an idea who it might be. Oh, no. I was going to say, don't point at me because I don't care. <laughs> what could I have done? <laughs> he, well, he wouldn't dare point at Shirley. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Something Chandler did that grinds my gears. we got a lot more to go. Brian Bailey joins us right after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT experts since 2006. They are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Troy Dreyfus. All right. Thank you, Shirley. Good to be here with you today. Filling in for Clip Rock. I thought she was going to say Clip Rock. No, she did good. That was good. Don't jinx her. She's doing good. There's Ellerby trying to plant a negative seed there. Well, during football season, yeah. she throws it back to the Bud Light pregame tailgate occasionally on this program. So. I think you're doing great, Shirley. I don't care what Jonathan says. Mm-hmm. Keep up the good work. She wants to kill both of you guys. <laughs> yeah. Troy's doing so good in here, Shirley, that he's going to do the show for another three hours after it's supposed to end. So I hope you all enjoy. All right. Um, anyway, welcome back in. Let's go to the live line. Got Double B standing by. Brian Bailey, what's up, B? What's going on? Uh, BB. Hey, uh, so I saw Lovey Smith, former one of the former Bears coaches, has been hired by the Houston Texans, um, which reminded me, Lovey makes me think of Chicago. Houston Texans makes me think of Texas, which is your team is Dallas. And then I just renewed my season tickets for the Bears today, 
and I saw we've got a game with the Cowboys this year. That's good. Are we going? Is it in Chicago or Dallas? It is not in Chicago. It is in Dallas. So how did you make the arrangements for this one? And then when we play in Chicago, I'll make the arrangements. I got a better idea. You tell Ellerby to write us a check, and we'll call it a pirate radio experience. There you go. We'll do a lot of social media reports. The way uh, Troy, the way Troy's using the word arrangements, I don't know if I need to get Wilkerson's to sponsor <laughs> y'all's, y'all's uh, trip out to Dallas. <laughs> if I go to Dallas with Troy, you're going to make arrangements for one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I'm pretty Two sure. Two go, of. one come back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, no, let's do it, ba- uh, Bailey. That'd be fun, man. That'd be a fun trip. I- I got Melissa right here beside me. She's shaking her head. So. Shaking her head, yes? All right, we're in. Yeah, I don't think it's that way. <laughs> why, does it, why are you letting Melissa dictate everything in your life nowadays? Hey, that's what that that's what that. This is a business does. sports deal that you work for. This is part of your job right here. Nah, she wouldn't mind. She'd let me go if I wanted to go. I just use her as a crutch. <laughs> Did you hear that? If he wanted to go. Yeah. So, which means you just got denied by ba- Bailey. Don't want to go see I, his beloved Cowboys. I thought you'd take me to the star and show me around and, you know, see what it was all about. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll at least consider it. There's, all right. there's a couple of trips I'd like to consider because Dallas plays the Tennessee Titans in Nashville next year. I'd like to consider that trip. I'll consider the Bears Cowboys trip. So, we got a couple under consideration. A lot of it depends on. When the games are, what time they are. That is true. Kind of football schedule. Yeah. I did see we have a home game against the the, uh, Washington football team, the Commanders. Not the Washington football team anymore. (laughs) I know. It's the Commandos. The Commandos. So wear your appropriate clothing. Uh, We also are going to be playing the Texans at home and the 49ers at home and the Dolphins, Shirley. How about a Troy D. Shirley Rhodes road trip? Boy, we'd have to get that would be a reality show right there. We'd have to get like the professional cameras to record that one. See Bailey. They if, might put that one on MTV. See Bailey, if the Dolphins game can come first, Shirley will definitely kill Troy. <laughs> and then you can take Melissa to the Dallas Bears game. So I was gonna say if two go, definitely one's coming back. <laughs> there is probably not anything we could agree on. Because like we're such opposites on stuff. Like what you like to eat, I don't like to eat. What you like to watch, I don't like to watch. What you like to listen to, I don't listen to. Like we're like the exact opposites. The only thing we agree on is work and pirate radio stuff. Yeah, we're totally in sync here. Outside of here, uh, we couldn't be any more opposite. That is that is very true. Yeah, that's why you're my work wife. Mm. Hey Bailey, great show with uh, Skip today. <laughs> Obviously better than this one. I know. I mean, Troy, Troy and Shirley are talking. We got you on as a guest. But uh, what, what was your uh, favorite takeaway from uh, Skip Holtz on the program? I, it was just fun to talk to him again and think back to memories. And, you know, when you write notes down for a show like that, you know, you, you just you don't think of everything. And then when you're talking to him and something else will pop up and, you know, him talking about some of the things like the Hawaii Bowl and some of the experiences that we had and Coach Rock and, it was just it was just really neat to go down memory lane with Coach. I think he really, yeah, you know, he, he sincerely loved it at East Carolina, loved it in Greenville. And, you know, I, I think that I, I didn't ask the question, would you come back if, if it was open again? But I, I think he would certainly consider it if he wanted to get back into college coaching. It sounds like he's really excited though about the USFL deal. I mean, it was to me, it's fascinating the whole USFL concept. You know, playing all the games in Birmingham and. You know, the first game of the year going to be on both networks at the same time, Fox and NBC, and all all the games in Birmingham. So I asked Coach Holt, I said, you know, you got a lot of pressure on you because all your games are at home. Everybody else has away games the whole season. 
So I think uh, I'm looking forward to watching him play, though. Brian, how do you think the spring league will do? You know, you've had a, a lot of big time folks try this before with Vince McMahon and the XFL and you've had some really big time uh, execs and networks before try the uh, uh, Alliance League they all failed and the XFL's failed twice now what what do you think what will be different about this one how will this one not end up the same way and the USF we should say the USFL has failed before right well I think a lot of folks are skeptical because of all those reasons you just listed and talking to Skip today you know Fox has put so much money into it, and they really want it to, want it to succeed. And, you know, they're not trying to be a, a developmental league for the NFL, although some players will go on to play in the NFL. But I think they're just looking to find their own niche in the in the springtime to have some football. And, and the USFL had a nice little run. The original did. And now since then, they've had all kinds of issues with any kind of spring league. And who's to say if this one's going to work out or not? But they've got a really good lineup of coaches, you know, head coaches in the league. And, uh, and playing all the games in Birmingham keeps all the travel costs down. Although I don't know how that concept really works. If if you're a New Jersey general fan and you never get to see your team, I mean, you know, what makes them New Jersey? They're all in Birmingham. But I, I think they may look at that later on down the line. But it should be interesting. Uh, Do you think there are any New Jersey general fans, though? I mean, like, I mean, these teams don't have any fans. It's like they're the just, Washington general fans. They I, have about as many. I mean, just right now, I mean, I can see their strategy of what they're trying to do because, I mean, it's it's just uh, it's a made-for-TV. Yeah, it's TV programming. Try, trying to make a few bucks, and then then maybe they can sell some gear and, and get uh, get some fans out. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's, it's a work in progress, but I think, you know, some of the, the – Adults that were around when the USFL did have its heyday and remember some of that stuff, you know, the Houston Gamblers and the, you know, the Birmingham Stallions and just just all the all the names from the USFL. I, I think they'll sell some gear. I think the tickets though, tickets in Birmingham are only ten dollars a piece. If you want to go see a game, you know, with any team playing, it's only ten bucks. And I think it's a children under fifteen get in free. So it's a it's a cheap cheap date, Troy. So if you can find somebody, take them to the. Birmingham to the USFL. Well, maybe some former Cowboys and Bears are playing on their teams and y'all can go down for a game. Could be. That might be an easier road trip for us, Bailey, than trying to get to Dallas. Right. All right, we'll look into it. Um, I did think it was interesting. You know, we're all Skip fans. We, we we all love Skip when he was here and still like him now. There are some fans that are a little bit bitter about the way he left. I thought it was interesting. You asked, Charlie, this is cut three. You asked, uh, if, looking back at it now, if he would have done anything differently when he left ECU and took the USF job. Well, I, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things. I think anytime any of us get an opportunity to go, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> when you get an opportunity to see it. And I made the decision I did at the time to, to have the opportunity to be around my mom and dad, who my mom passed away a year and a half ago at this point. Um, and have an opportunity to spend some time around her and with my brother being in Daytona Beach and my wife from being from Port Charlotte. Uh, it was a big family decision at the time. The thing I, I regret the most as I look back is what we built there in Greenville um, and, and walking away from it and get people like Terry Holland and the relationship I had with with Terry and Ann and having the opportunity to work with a man like that, that the, with the integrity and the class that he had and how he did everything. Um, you know, I think, yeah, I wouldn't have left, you know, I mean, when you, when you look backwards, but I know why I left. And when I looked at the time that I had the opportunity to spend with my, with my parents, I mean, the reasons that I went weren't, 
were not football related. The reasons that I left were family related, and those are those are memories that I can't I can't take back. You know what I mean? Those are the times that, as I've realized, we only have our time with our parents or the people that are special to us on this planet for so long. And if that gave me an opportunity to spend a little bit more time with my mom in her final years, then it meant an awful lot to me. So, yeah, I think as I look back at it and say, you know what, I, I never would have left from a career standpoint with what we were doing there, but I didn't leave because I was dissatisfied in Greenville. Um, that's not why I left. I loved, I loved our time there. I loved the people there, and I loved everything about it. It was a hard decision for me to walk away. It was a painful decision for me to walk away, and an emotional decision to walk away from something that we had worked so hard to build for five years. But from a family standpoint, it was a move that I felt like I needed to make. So, um, you know, but our, it doesn't take anything away from the unbelievable memories we had while we were there. All right, that's the voice of Skip Holtz, as heard on the Brian Bailey show earlier today. We'll encore that at 6 p.m., also archived on all our online platforms. Uh, Bailey, we had this discussion last week on the air without you, with some other folks, and if Jim Levitt doesn't choke a player in the locker room at, at South Florida, he remains coach there. That job never becomes open, and Skip doesn't leave, because it was late in the coaching cycle. Everybody was kind of full. That created the opening that they, and they went after Skip. If he doesn't do that, there doesn't become an opening. Skip's here at least one more year, regardless. Uh, you ever think about that, like how things would have been different if that one incident didn't happen and Skip stays here another year? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the weird things about life and how, how things, you know, the dominoes fall. I do know that uh, Skip, I think it was Syracuse that he had interviewed for at one point. And I, and I think, you know, part of the things that he didn't talk about, you know, he really wanted to get into a Power 5 conference as a coach. And you can't blame him because obviously the money was much better. Um, I, I do understand that that was a, a different scenario with his family being down in Florida. Uh, and I think that, that, yeah, it would have been at least one more year, you know, if that hadn't opened up. The, the weird thing is the Pirates played South Florida and coached the level. We had a chance to meet him, you know, in that, in that bowl game. Uh, it, it is odd how the dominoes fall, and that's, that's how whatever path life takes, takes you down. And then because he leaves, that it creates an open in East Carolina. They go after uh, eventually hire Coach Ruff, who brings in an unknown Lincoln Riley at the time, who uses that opportunity to springboard to you know ultimately to where he is now. Yeah, where is Lincoln now? I haven't heard from him. Lately. I think he's Southern Cal, or uh, is he at Arizona? He, he's doing pretty well. It's funny. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch the latest 30 for 30, but it was uh, uh, debuted on Sunday night, and it was the tuck rule with Tom Brady. It's 20 years of the tuck rule yeah. when that happened, that playoff game between the— it's 2002, yeah. B- between the uh, Patriots and the Raiders, and, and they did— it's just Woodson and Brady and a majority of it. And, uh, you know, Brady and Woodson talk about what would have happened because Woodson believes they would have gone on and beat the Steelers and gone on and beat the Rams in the Super Bowl and that he would have been a Raider for life and they would have won the Super Bowl again the next year. Brady believes that if that tuck rule doesn't get called, that uh, he's the backup quarterback to Drew Bledsoe and uh, probably— his his story's written so different too so it's always fun to look back especially locally at the skip holtz thing of how crazy that played out but the tuck rule was the same yep. thing and it was really fascinating watching those guys who were former teammates at michigan uh talk about that game because woodson was the guy that hit tom brady that basically called the fumble or the or the tuck rule so uh it's it's always fun to look back at these crazy moments in sports and uh and and, and play the ifs and buts and uh, what what happens and that and that South Florida deal, I mean, that was that was a risk. You know, you're taking a risk because 
you got a popular coach and, and an unpopular situation, and so you stepped, you know, into all kinds of stuff down there. So I mean, it was it was a risk that he took. It didn't work out. He had some big wins at South Florida, but it didn't work out totally. And then when he got the job at Louisiana Tech, he turned that thing right around. It had so much success, all those bowl wins in a row at Louisiana Tech. So I mean, he's he's always had success, and I'm, you know. The other question I, I really thought about ask, asking him, I was going to, and it just slipped my mind, but, but I was going to ask him if, if he really, if he really, in the back of his mind, thought he'd have one more college job left in him, and if he was worried at all that this USFL experience, you know, it, it could, you know, it could propel you to a new job, or it could, you know, limit your your options if you don't have any success. But he was so excited about the USFL and and the the pictures that Shirley had sent me uh, during the show that the uh, Birmingham Stallions had tweeted out. They were hilarious. The coach uh, Holtz and his gear and uh, the flex that he, that he gave. I mean, he, he and he sounded, you know, he sounded really excited about the whole USFL experience so far. Yeah, those would have been two good questions. Do you, are you interested in getting back into college? And if ECU was ever to open up again, would you – uh, look into that. Those are two great questions. We'll put those as the two best questions you did not ask, Brian. There you go. Well, there were a bunch of them good ones I did ask. But yeah. Two. Maybe with a few more years of experience in broadcasting, we'll get you there. You know, we're still grooming you. Well, yeah, and you don't want to ask, you know, if the ECU job opens. Well, I guess you could ask that because right now, Coach Houston's on an upswing where, you know, he might leave at some point, which we all think that that's going to happen if they continue to win. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's certainly one that he probably would answer in a positive way if, if that's if he wants to get back into college. If you listen to the interview, though, he really sounded like like he was he was down on college football a little bit. You know, the, the transfer portal and the NIL agreements and and some of that. I think that sparked some of his interest in this USFL gig. I think, especially Brian, with the I say older coaches, with these coaches that have been in it a while. I mean, you're not tremendously, you know, any 50-plus, let's say. I think it does wear on them. I, I think that it's changed so much you've seen. You know, Roy Williams referenced that when he retired. You know, the whole way college athletics has changed, and a lot of it is through the transfer craziness. A lot of it is now with this NIL deals. I think these old-school coaches – it's just, you know, that's kind of almost the final straw for some of them. I think some of it, too, had to be with uh, Skip with the way Conference USA has really dwindled down to nothing, too. And yeah. Louisiana Tech, you know, I mean, Conference USA was rated by the American, and uh, th- there's not many teams left in Conference USA. So I'm sure a lot of that had to weigh heavy on uh, Skip over the last year or two as well. Yeah, I, I think that's that's right as well. And, and you, you look at what's happened with, you know, with the American losing the teams that they've lost and then trying to, to you know, restock their shelf and, and the Conference USA, man, they were stripped bare. So, yeah, that had to that had to weigh on him with, with the whole situation. And, and as he said, you know, when you stay at some place long enough, you know, he was on his third AD, he said, and those athletic directors, they want to come in and, and they want their own people in because it's their job on the line. So he kind of understood the whole process. And uh, it, it was, you know, interesting so he kept saying that they wanted to wake up in the morning and really be excited about something and he was excited about this usfl venture i think skip would make a good athletic director what do you think bailey i think so too i mean he gets along with people he knows how to raise money we saw that firsthand with the drew Steele center with him and coach Steele going out and getting everybody involved in that so i think that he he really you know he, he could certainly do that if that's what he has an interest in 
Uh, there's so many, you know, levels to being an athletic director. So many layers, but I, I think he'd be a good one. Hey, what did you, uh, this is the first chance I've had to ask you this, Bailey? What did you think of the new um, team formerly known as Redskins? Now the uh, I want to say Commodores, the Commanders. Maybe Commodores would have been better. Uh, what do you think of the Commanders? I just think you know, and, and it's because I'm a big Cowboy fan. People can, can say, well, you know, you're just you, know, you just don't like them anyway. I just think they missed a, a big chance to do something with their history. I mean, I, I, I'm one of those I've never – I always thought the Redskins logo and the Redskins was, was more to honor, you know, those people than anything else. But I get the fact that maybe that's not what how they took it. And if, if you put everything in the bowl and say, okay, we're going to change the name, you got to change the name, okay, I'm right there with you, let's change the name. But they could have done so many, you know, to have – you know, to kind of share in their history because their history is the NFL's history and it's the Dallas Cowboys history. And I mean, it's all linked together. And I just think if they'd have gone with something with, I thought the Red Hogs would be perfect because they, Me too. they had the Hogs for so long yep. and they, they could have made some kind of, of logo or, because I mean, what is a com- a commander? Right. What is a commander? What, what is, what's the look going to be right now? All we've seen is the word commander written across a Jersey and a W on the helmet. And I think that they just they just missed a big marketing opportunity to get something that was, you know, again, if, if you can't have Redskins, if that's been decided, you know, that's fine. But they could have done so much better than they did. And it wouldn't surprise me in a couple of years if they changed it to something else. Yeah, you never know. I, I do think Red Hawks would have been really cool to tie into their history and come up with a new logo and something different. No, There is no other team out there like that. But anyway, I did see someone post online last week. Well, at least they'll have – Cowboys versus the Commies. The Cold War continues this fall. America's team and the Commies. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe that's the the rivalry renewed right there. Bailey, who you got in the Super Bowl, Bengals or Rams? I keep going back and forth. I think the Rams are probably, you know, have more talent. Uh, I think Cincinnati, I like Joe Burrow. I don't think the, the event is going to be too big for him. So I'm going to pick Cincinnati, a little bit of an upset. But I think the Rams do have more talent. But And I really don't care who wins it, but I hope it's a good game. And, and I, I like Joe Burrow, so I'm, I'm picking Cincinnati. Bailey, what's the one food you're going to have on Super Bowl Sunday? Well, i got to work. So whatever they bring to the station, I, I'm going to munch out on that, I guess. But uh, probably some nacho chips at some point. So you're working the whole day, Super Bowl Sunday? Well, I, we haven't really decided. We're not sure if there's golf that day, and I haven't looked at the schedule to see. I know uh, my man Garrett had to go out of town for something, so he's going to be gone. So I'm working Super Bowl Sunday, and it's kind of, you know, it's 6 o'clock on Super Bowl Sunday with the game starting at 6.20. Not that anybody watches before, but they certainly aren't going to be watching at 6.20 when the game's getting ready to kick off. So we'll have something there. But we'll have post game from the Super Bowl and that kind of thing on the 11 o'clock uh, NBC's got the Super Bowl, isn't that right? Yeah, they do. Brian, you could do your sports cast at 620 Sunday, completely buck naked, and no one would even know. Yeah, I may do it that way just to see if everybody calls. <laughs> Maybe one grandma or someone that's not doesn't know it's Super Bowl Sunday, but I think you'd be pretty safe. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. So all right. Well, good luck, B. We'll, uh, we'll catch you, catch up with you down the road. Once again, the Brian Bailey Show coming up on court tonight at 6 o'clock if you missed it. Great interview with Skip Holtz, former ECU coach, current USF, USFL coach of the Birmingham Stallions. That's a mouthful. Birmingham Stallions. Um, yeah. 
and then uh, we have it archived online in case you missed it there too so we'll catch up with you again thanks b all right, sounds good. All right. Take care. Hey, enjoy tonight. I know you got a big game tonight you're going to. Yeah, I'm going to go see the Virginia Cavaliers and the Duke Blue Devils. Yeah, Duke off their fresh uh, stomping of the heels I saw over the weekend. I bet you there won't be any uh, F Coach K chance tonight. I don't think there will. <laughs> yeah, the Tariels might have regretted that one, huh? Uh, I think they, they probably did. I think Coach K got up in the huddle and said, okay, boys, let's go to it. They did. Yeah. Well, he gave him a lasting memory. All right, uh, Bailey, drive safe. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Y'all take care. All right, Brian Bailey, join us. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get ready to wrap up hour one with Ellerby. Hour two on the way. The Mully Man is here. Coach Mike Mullis alongside. Going to be taking your seat in just a few minutes. He was at the ECU baseball banquet as well yes. on Saturday, so he can chime in on that and so much more. Talk to all things uh, Mullylicious. Came up with a new word. Congratulations. Mollylicious. All right, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. PRL rolls on right after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Troy. All right, thanks, Shirley. Super Bowl coming up this weekend. We'll have live coverage of the Super Bowl here on Pirate Radio. Live radio coverage starting at what time do they start now, Shirley? Probably around noon. Uh, or is it two? I think it's going to be either one or two. Okay. I haven't. I don't. I don't have the schedule right. In front if you're of out me. driving. I talk to so many people too. They might go to parties, but they leave at halftime and they're in their car. So you can flip over on uh, any one of our four Pirate Radio stations. Will be simulcast on all four. Ninety-two point seven FM. Greenville, Winterville. We got 104.1 FM in Washington. And then, of course, our Heritage Station is 1250 AM in Farmville and 930 AM in Washington. So we'll have a simulcast of Super Bowl. What is it? Super Bowl 56. 56. I was going to say 54. Yep. 56. Tell us about Super Bowl 1, Troy. 56. I was at Super Bowl 20. And uh, I've been to two Super Bowls. I was one, one, one with you with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And then I was at the 85, when the 85 Bears went to the Super Bowl. We've heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome, as you might know. Uh, greatest defense in the history of the NFL, but uh, enough about them. Speaking about this Super Bowl, you were asking Bailey what he wants to eat. What are you going to eat for uh, Super Bowl Sundays? I always like wings, big... man. Wings are always. A Thought good... you were going to go meatballs. I would have lost money on that. No, I would have I... said Ellerby's definitely a meatball guy. Wants to put those meatballs in his mouth. Meatballs are good. Meatballs, wings, and nachos are. I mean, you can't really go wrong if they're on a uh, menu at a party or just at your house in general. J- jelly beans? Will there be jelly beans? No, it's not Easter yet. Wow. Not oh, that's right. They're not even on the shelves yet. They're not even on the shelves. Yeah, don't even try and find red or pink ones for Valentine's that Day. Was, that oh, my God. Exist, that was right? a stupid question. They're yes. not even out right now. Next. Elderby <laughs> thinks jelly beans are only available on Easter for yeah. those of you. You know what? Well, I think we should make sausage balls a Super Bowl treat. I think Clip Brock should bring us sausage balls on like Thursday or Friday this week when he comes back. Well, you better make sure his hair's not in them. As much as that's Bobby, shit that's kind of stressing you out. There's like one, there's like one hair just because you don't know there's multiple hairs. 
I brushed one on the ground, and I found two or three more. Once you I... could only dream to have those problems. <laughs> Troy's like, I just, man, I'm projecting my jealousy. He's getting all angry up yeah. here with hairs on the. Desk. <laughs> um, you mentioned the tuck rule earlier. I vividly remember that game because I was in Las Vegas with my cousins in 2002 when that was going on, and that was we were like kind of forming we were getting that year we were in talks about like putting the, you know we officially kicked off in 2003 that year Correct. but we kind of put the plans the groundwork together in 2002 late late, late, late very late this you're was right. in early 2002 this okay. was january 2002 you're right you're right it was but i remember being in vegas and i remember it was um the raiders and the patriots and we were at the sports book and it was nothing but um Back then, what were they? They were probably Oakland back then. The yes, Oakland Raiders. Correct. The Raider fans were everywhere in the sport. I mean, it looked like a home game for the Raiders in Las Vegas. Raiders and Lakers fans are oh my big God. in Vegas. Yes, and I just remember going like I was. I think it was the guy that worked at the sports book that I was talking to, a waiter or whatever. I was like, man, this is unbelievable. How many Raider fans are here? He's like, yeah, man. Raider Nation really shows out for this. Was that John Gruden you talked to? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you remember this is 20 years ago. And I was like, Raider Nation. That's the first time I've ever heard that term. I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. Raider yeah, Nation. Yeah, man. And I remember coming back talking to you. And I was like, there were, and at that time, nobody was using that like term. And I remember once we started Pirate Radio, I remember thinking about that. Like, and I, I first said Pirate Nation. It didn't sound right at the beginning. But then we said... We're kind of pirate fans are everywhere. They show out. I said, "Why don't we be Pirate Nation?" And we said, "We kind of branded the station as, as you know, as the voice of the Pirate Nation. Got a trademark on it and everything, and we're the first to use Pirate Nation. Now it's everywhere." But that I remember that weekend is, and I'm not saying that that couldn't got picked up and started by someone else eventually. But we were the ones that started it here in Greenville and at East Carolina, and now it's everywhere. But. Uh, that was the time at that game. I was like, man, Raider Nation, that is a cool term. That's probably the only thing you remembered from that Vegas that, trip. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you're probably right. Yeah, man. Yeah. The, the rest of the time, yeah, that man. was... Uh, it was a lot of blurry time. It was there. Red Bull and vodka. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know if they had Red Bull back then. Because Red Bull may not be 20 years old. That might be a newer mm. drink. Wow. I would say there was not... I, that was probably had to be gin and tonics back then. Or uh, vodka tonics. I don't think Red Bull. Uh, let me go when to my was um, Red Bull. What do you call invented? us, Chandler? The uh, the sports reporter he's, guys. He's or? our Google reporter. Breaking oh, news. Breaking news let me go to my breaking news cohort, uh, Chandler Honeycutt. Of when Red Bull was invented. Uh, let's see. Red Bull is a brand of energy drink sold by Austrian. Don't worry about the name. Just with the year. Since its launch in 1987. All right. So maybe it was possibly in vegas then. man if it had been an 89 would have just added to <laughs> only troy d can tell a story about tom brady and the tuck rule and turn it into his story <laughs> i'm surprised you weren't on the 30 yeah. for 30 documentary i know it should have been i mean they they, they should have they should have done like a thing where we were in vegas they should have had yeah. i mean tom brady was tackled by charles woodson and you were in vegas i don't know how they didn't incorporate you in the in the 30 for 30 red bull and vodka is definitely my vegas drink there's no doubt about it and i i'm i'm considering a new summer drink we were talking about it at lunch today. Budweiser has a product called Bud Light Next. Yes. That looks really – I've yet to have one. I should sample one on the air. There, let's, the, we Tuesday. Should, maybe two, we'll do it tomorrow. Coming your way Tuesday. Uh, Susan Deans, who's already I, – I have, we were giving these things away. I haven't even had a chance to get one. She did not win this. She, she won didn't the, win the, she won the hard cola. Oh, she sure did. Now, this is a rage, too. She this says, week, we're going to give away Bud Light Next. All right. But not next. Now. This Friday, Free Beer Friday. We're doing it now. Next. Hmm. But Friday, 
we're doing it who's on first yeah uh susan dean says thanks pirate radio for my second free beer win friday win i guess she's won multiple times yeah she won, she won back, back to back in january oh, and february Lord. wow all right those seltzers so bud light has these seltzers now i haven't yes. tried these yet they're like flavored cola ones you got a big sunday ahead of you said they taste just like soda just a small kick of alcohol i gotta say like supposedly it tastes just like a, a orange crush Sunkiss or a Sunkiss? They taste like a, a yeah a Pepsi, mm-hmm. like but they have alcohol in it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. But we now, need to get you loaded up. I for know. I got a lot of work to get catch up on. You were talking about the Bud Light next. It is completely different. There's well, there's no carbs. There's zero carbs. Zero carbs and only like eighty calories. I said that last week on the show. This is like I, I, thought I saw a billboard that said Bud Light next zero carbs. I was like, yeah. wow. And I told somebody, they're like, how does a beer have no carbs? I'm like, I well, have it's, no And idea. it's like a mix between a beer and a seltzer. It's like this new drink. I don't know. I got to try it. I hear it's like the hottest drink right now. Yes. They can't even keep We're it. We're going to be giving them away this free beer yeah. Friday. All right. Stay get, tuned. Get one on ice for me. I want to. Or in the, in the fridge. Chandler, you're in charge of throwing an eight-pack in the fridge. Throw an eight-pack in the fridge. We're going to do a taste test tomorrow on the yes. show. I'll do it next. Do it now. Now? No, I'm just or kidding. Next. 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 We'll do it next. That'll be the next Bud Light item. It'll be called Bud Light Now. Now. <laughs> We're even better than next. <laughs> oh, why do we got to come up with all the good ideas? Uh, so anyway, the tuck rule was pretty good. You said 30 for yes, 30. check it out. Worth it. Watch it. it and, uh, is it online? I'm watching a lot now. You like, probably go to ESPN Plus and watch it. Okay. It's probably on demand. You know, yeah. I know you don't probably I watch know. very little live TV now unless it's sporting events. I don't really watch much live TV. You've been telling us that for 10 years, Netflix. Grandpa. Yeah. I think I'm like most people, though. I think the regular I, viewership of normal mo- TV is going way down. Most people are hoping they're not like you. I feel I'm like most people. <laughs> most people are changing. I am like most people. The more you talk, most people are changing their habits right now. They're like, I am no longer doing that. I'm going yeah. back to How watch. much TV do you watch? I watch zero TV. Yeah. Unless it's I, a sporting event. I think you're like most people. Unless it's, I'll watch the Super Bowl this Sunday. I'll tell you what I've watched very little of, the Olympics. I I didn't even know the Olympics was starting until I was on the show with you guys Thursday. Did you, I mean, you want to talk about no fanfare this year. I don't think people care about the Winter Olympics. I think it's such niche sports, unless you have nothing to do or you're retired or bored, most people don't pay attention to the Winter Olympics. I think I mean, Summer Olympics I, is a much bigger deal. I was at tiebreakers on over the weekend on Saturday, and I asked to turn the hockey game off. I was like, can you put a basketball game on there? Right. I was waiting for someone to say, hey, don't turn the TV. Chandler, you're a sports guy, right? Right. You follow sports? Yeah. You, know, you want us to do it for a living? Yeah. Fair. Can you name one winner Olympian? No. Surely. You follow sports? No, Sean this, White. All right. Current. Oh, he egg, is egg, a current Olympian. That dude's still doing it. Yes, oh, this wow. is his li- This is his last Olympics, but he is competing. Right. Snowboarder, Chloe right? Kim. Yeah. Yes, yeah, they're okay. both snowboarders. Mm. Um, All right. Well, you watch stuff I don't watch. That makes sense. Remember, I said I don't watch the Olympics. You watch. <laughs> well, then why the hell did you ask <laughs> me? Then? Can you watch? Name one winner uh, athlete. Paul Smith. Who? See, uh, I can just make stuff up. I know. Wouldn't I? Take us to break, show. You know the Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> I stand. I don't stand corrected. I stand correct. No one's paying attention to the Winter Olympics. Speaking of most people, Mully's up next. I wonder if, I he's, a, wonder if he's a most person. The, no, uh, he, he's leaving. Oh, look. Mully. I said 4 o'clock. It's 4.03. I tell you what, you better stay on track with Mully. He's got a union hours. Oh, man. yeah. He's definitely leaving. <laughs> um, the 
opening ceremonies was less than half of what it was the last time at the Olympics. It sounds like you're watching a lot of no, the Olympics. No, I read like, <laughs> stories about it. All right. <laughs> I mean, like, for a guy that hates the Olympics, I, know. Been, uh, I just follow it online. You asked me about the tuck roll, told a story about yourself in Las Vegas, and then told us how much we should hate the Olympics. Exactly. And gave us all the stats on exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Enjoyed being here. Yeah, we'll see you next time. All right, that'll wrap it up for hour one. Hour two on the way. Molly time coming up next. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. And you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month. Or you can make a one-time donation and GUC will make all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor uh, program and a quick uh, ECU football update, Troy. Stephen Igo just tweeted out just a couple of minutes ago that ECU tight end Brian Gag has entered the transfer portal. Of course, Gag came to ECU as a quarterback before transitioning to tight end. He did not play in any games the last two seasons. Hmm. All right. Had a gag joke, but I won't use it on the air. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> Thank you for that. Especially uh, with Molly sitting right here. <laughs> yeah, I know. He know how much he loves jokes. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. Yeah, Troy D here sitting in for Clip Brock today. Thanks to Ellerby for joining me in hour one. David Glenn, our old buddy, going to be here in hour three. Look who's here in hour two. The Molly Man. Mike Mullis, good to see you, Molly. Yeah, bud. That's kind of like old times. I thought I, maybe, uh, I thought maybe Elby may sit in for a minute. I, he was invited. I didn't kick him out. It's kind of messed I, up. I thought he'd want to stay and hang out. No, that dude hit four o'clock. He, he yeah, was I mean, clocking in, clocking as out. As much as I was like, yeah, hey, he's, we're running behind. He was like, hey, we're running behind. He's like a, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, he's like a union labor guy. Yeah. yeah, when the time's to go, it's it's, it's ready to go. go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but good to see. You. I haven't done radio with you in a while. That's been a little while. I mean, you're here, but and I'm here, but we're just not here together. That's right, and that's not been by accident. That's been uh, there's been some intent there. I mean, uh, when I when I, I, I we talk about gag, and I know it, I almost gagged when you figured out how to log into uh, NBC Sports to the Olympics. Uh, well, we the celebration. The... I hope you were watching on uh, Facebook. Because well, usually Live Clip handles this, and it's it's uh what is it Roku that yeah, we have, and you get your kids it's, at home to do this. Yes, stuff, right? like so. Then I'm like, well, I don't know whose account this is on. No, you. And then you got to re-verify everything. This is what I hate about Roku. You got to re-verify this, re-verify that, and then okay, who's your provider? And then I couldn't remember. Oh my god, now I got to sign into that provider. It was like eight different steps, but I figured it out, Molly. You did good. And I did it. The celebration for the Super Bowl winner will not be any uh, <laughs> less dramatic than that. I, I, I'm sure you're expecting a ticker tape might, parade. Might tomorrow. be one of the greatest accomplishments I've had today. Yeah, uh, Mayor so. Conley, if you could pull together a parade pretty quick, <laughs> Troy would uh, certainly love to champion it. Boy, the uh, weather is nasty out there no, today. It's ugly. It? Yeah, this is uh, one of my least favorite days weather-wise of the year. Well, I don't know that there are many people that go, you know, I love a torrential downpour and a cold day. That and if just, there are, man, it makes me feel good. I can't hang out with those Well, people. they live in Seattle. Yeah, I, I guess so, because it's uh, like this all the time there, isn't it? I, I, How could they, you live in this all the time and, like, be happy? You just do what you got to do. 
Yeah. UV lighting. I hear it helps. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think it does. Uh, did you enjoy the weekend? I saw you at the ECU banquet with uh, the guys. Yeah. Iowa and company. I thought they did a, I talked about it earlier, phenomenal job with that as always. Yeah, they did great. I mean, Blake Hardigree, I don't think enough is said about what that dude does. And yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, that, that, to pull that off in the way that Blake does it with a smile on his face and every time you call him with a dumb question or shoot him a text, he's happy to respond to you. Always always takes great care uh, to, to make sure everybody feels important. So, yeah, that whole staff, and, and, and you know, that comes, that's a cultural thing, and that comes uh, obviously from Cliff. Uh, so, yeah, it was a great show, and, and you know, we, we, we had uh, Pitcher Catcher Camp uh, out at North Pitt High School, and speaking of another great show, Ryan Meadows and – the staff out there, uh, first class camp, and and it, it you know a lot of a lot of camps and clinics that I've worked uh, throughout you know my lifetime is there's a little downtime here and there where there's maybe a little lull in instruction. I mean we're we're taking shorter lunches so we can get kids more information. So uh, it's it really um, truly was a great a great baseball weekend, and um, not to mention my 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 son Matthew had his 13th birthday party Saturday night as well. So. Saturday was uh, we had a lot going on. What do you do for a thirteen-year-old birthday party? Nowadays? You know what you, you so just, just hang out at the you, house. Yeah, they, they that's what my kids like. Eight, they ate. Yeah, I, our fridge didn't stay closed more than about thirty seconds consecutively all night. So, but they had a good yeah, time. That's good. No, uh, I've got the the twins are coming up on year fourteen next month. No. hard to believe. No, it's crazy. Fourteen years, it's crazy. Jeez. Um, speaking of baseball, the season gets started a week from Friday. And East Carolina, high expectations this year, Molly. Well, I mean, you say this year. I mean, well, every year high expectations, but have they ever been higher than this year? Man, I don't know how. I I don't know how they. I don't know how you get them any higher than what they always are. And and that again, that comes from Cliff. I mean, he you know he he knows where the program is and uh, where the uh, Pirate Nation expects to see the program. And um, yeah, I mean, there are there great expectations, no no doubt about it. And it's. You know, every year you look at how they backfill production that was lost the, the, the previous year, and, and and what you know Connor Norby did along with Francisco and and others last year was uh, was impressive. But going into the season last year, you're going how do we you know how do you replace the left-handed bats that you lost the year before? So that that's Cliff. Uh, that's that's great recruiting and and, and great uh, cultivation of that talent. And you know we'll we'll see. I guess they open up with Brantley or Bryant. Uh, Bryant. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, Bryant. Uh, and I actually had a chance. I don't to, even know who. Where is Bryant? I, it's a great question. I, and normally I know that like Bryant. Yeah, I'd have know. to look like, it up. I'm, I I'm going to guess they're in the north. Yeah. Uh, but I, I let had, me go to my. Uh, what do we call him? I don't Here's know. Is my correspondent? What is it? The breaking news. Well, let me go to my now you cannot be a part boy. of the group right. if you keep forgetting right, the title. Let me, let me go to my breaking news boy. Uh, where is Bryant located? Is it Bryant University, Bryant College? Bryant, Bryant University is in Smithfield, really? not North Carolina, Rhode Island. Oh, yeah, coming from the north. That's and that's normal. Yeah, you know that's normal. So I actually uh, was with Coach Palumbo just a little bit ago, and I, I said, "Hey, what do we know about Bryant?" He said, "Man, I'm, we're trying to get the guys ready right now. We'll start focusing on Bryant as we get a little closer." So, um, you know, I, I think he had mentioned that they had uh, in all college programs, man, have at least one or two arms that can give you a fit. And so, uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, the weather will be decent. So, uh, back to your coaching days, this would be what you call an indoor working day today. Yeah, yeah. Well, today, luckily, Monday is their off day. Yeah. So they, you know, they got a good one. But it, you and know, for folks that don't know, you started the, I think, the first indoor baseball practice facility in Greenville. Actually, probably the, the, there was a grand slam here at one point, and then oh, Eddie was. Rhodes opened the strike zone. But to take it to 
strictly training, you know, more of instead of a recreational right, kind of where deal. it's not just um, yeah, come in, put a coin in a machine, and go right, hit. We didn't correct. do that. Those we, are we, fun. Yeah, yeah, those are, they were, had their place, but yeah. we were we were more uh, instruction driven, and uh, yeah, did that for a lot of years, and and uh, you know, very proud to see kind of the tradition continue and actually be expanded upon with what they're doing at next level i know a lot of kids uh, you go out to that camp this past weekend and 150 kids running around and probably 149 of them had on next level gear some yeah. you know at some point so uh yeah but that's that's greenville man and you know and that's uh you know people love their sports here yeah no doubt um i know you love golf i do you had to be excited about yeah, that was cool harold getting it done breaking through i thought so we were talking about this earlier i thought this was like his first i swear someone reported it as his first pga tour victory no this, this is not considered a tour victory yeah. it is a victory it is a win well, yeah, it's money and it's a big he won a million dollars for winning this but it is not considered a pga tour win no because it won the pga tours the asian tour but i mean you had in that field some pretty uh, pretty Bubba big Watson, pretty big yeah. names and I, I mean i think dustin johnson was there and phil mickelson was there and you know th- those events over there uh you know the, the 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 there's this group out of saudi that's really pushing hard to start almost like a super tour where they're going to pay these dudes a crazy amount of money i mean they you know money's not a problem there when you're right. you know police department drives lamborghinis but they um but they uh that was kind of what you had there i think total purse of that event was like five million bucks and yeah. the you know what they were paying guys to come over but no a 92 footer to make an eagle to uh to win it uh is a uh is something that clearly uh is that what it was I, I thought it was yeah. around 80 feet but 92, 92 feet, feet. Yeah, that's what they what they said and at the time they thought he was just well if he could force a playoff it would have been a big yeah, deal yeah i mean because yeah. what bubba did coming down you know last two holes was really impressive and and basically uh harold one upped them so i um, mean you know it really cool i thought the reaction by bubba i thought said a lot about what the the guys on tour think of harold you know there was video of them afterwards mm-hmm. going to dinner and spending time together and uh bubba was clearly happy for him and of course bubba I, my guess is i don't know this for a fact my guess is bubba probably got about what harold won in an appearance fee plus whatever his winnings were right. so this is one of those situations where everybody's a winner yeah uh, instead of a participation trophy you get a million dollar check right so i mean I, not, you know, not a bad day not a bad not day a bad for, weekend not a bad anyway. day for anybody so yeah yeah no but a really cool deal there for uh, hv3 well i was just happy for him you know he's such a great guy such a great ambassador for east carolina university and nobody and, loves this place more than he does I, he is a huge pirate fan and what's yeah. what's funny to me with with harold is he embodies east carolina from the standpoint of he goes out works hard at his craft but he is not afraid to uh, to enjoy some libations you're right uh and it, i mean it, he's it, a he's one of us it, it is he's it, a regular guy it, yeah it is it is what it it is what it is i mean it is on, on the on the on the shell or on the on the the facade is matches the interior i mean it's yeah he's uh he's, he's works like a guy. captain party likes a pirate yeah he's he's definitely that dude yeah no doubt uh football you ready for super bowl i got who I you mean, like i, I guess uh I, I i like burrow uh, so I hope the Bengals win it. I just think he's a cool story. I mean, a dude yeah. that came from absolutely nowhere to make himself, you know, give himself a chance to be in this position. That's that's what every coach talks about, right? Hey, you work hard, you do the right things, you put yourself in a position to have success, and now you've got a, a somebody that you can point to directly and say, hey, here's a guy that did it. So, I, you know, it's a great story. I don't dislike the Rams. I think Stafford's got a lot of pressure on him, though. I mean, he's, you know, the, the, the trade and trading him for golf and all these things that, that took place. 
Um, I, you know, but I, the the story is going to be the defensive line for the Rams. If they uh, if they can uh, beat Burrow up pretty good, it could make a long night for the Bengals. But we'll see. We've also seen Burrow get sacked nine times and win a playoff game. So, you know, so yeah. who knows? I think last time I checked, since he was still a four and a half point underdog, let me go to my breaking news boy. Is that still accurate? We got to get you some new material, Troy. <laughs> you got to get him to learn how to uh, maybe, what now? Poor Chandler. Yeah. Uh, What's the spread in the Super Bowl? The spread Bowl, I have since he's still an underdog by four and a half. Let's see. Um, I was just seeing if that, you know, it is a fluid situation. I was just seeing if it had changed at all. It has gone down. You said four and a half? I had it at four and a half. It's yeah. gone down half a point at four. So it's so, at four now. Yeah. Right. Rams the favorite, obviously. Yeah. So I kind of like that. Yeah, I kind of like the Bengals with four. With, yeah, I mean, I, would you, you know, take it? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah I would them. too. I yeah. like the Bengals to win outright, but I definitely love the four. Yeah, I mean the four. I mean, I because I, 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 I mean, I, I very easily see this game being a field goal game, and I very easily see it being. Uh, you know, we, there was a lot of fanfare for the uh, kicker from the uh, from the Rams when he kicked the big one and made the com. You know, he had the walk off and whatever else, and uh, so it'd be kind of interesting to see. Uh, you know, put himself back in that position. It'd be, I'd be curious to see how that shakes out. Home game for the Rams, although this is one of those weird games because the tickets are allotted so different for the Super Bowl. Not right, probably be even though it's their home field, almost a neutral atmosphere. I would well, think. I mean, it's so many of those are corporate tickets. You yeah. know, I mean, it's not a a, 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 a rabid fan base is going to go spend twenty five grand to go to a no, football it's game. Crazy. So there was a there's a there's a, a I've got a couple of really good buddies that are Cowboys fans. I thought this was funny. There was a kind of a meme of a letter from the nfl that came out that said they, they were tired of the home games you know these teams having home games tampa had one last year so yeah, they back to back years so they decided to host it at uh, in dallas every year every year that way you know you don't have to worry about a home <laughs> team playing in it i thought that that was that was, that was pretty, pretty cool looks very official too, yeah oh yeah so. with the letterhead yeah um yeah same this, thing could be said for soldier field though currently you're i right. mean hopefully things are getting ready to change got a new regime over there yeah I think this the whole North could be if if uh, your buddy retires, he won't retire, but or if he, he tra- he's going somewhere. <laughs> if he hits the transfer portal, he's going into the transfer portal. Uh, we just need him to get out of there, yeah, and then we'll be good to go. And then I think that you know we've already rated a coach or two from the Packers. You know that's the mentality um, you want to have as a as a fan is you know all we need is this up. We like we don't need to it, get better. We just need somebody to get a little worse. And then we can slide right on by. That is true. Because I think we'll get better, we we being the Bears, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I think the Packers could get worse. I, I don't I think that's if inevitable. If Rodgers is to leave. Yeah, he's gone. And uh, that puts them in a little bit, uh, evens the playing field. I don't think the Vikings are necessarily world beaters. And the Lions are the Lions. So I think that division would be up for grabs, is what I'm saying, if Rodgers was to leave. Uh, yeah. Would you disagree? I, no, I mean, I, you know. It's still just how bad can the Bears be? I mean, it's well, it's up to them. I, mean, I they, think they've they, hit rock bottom, and it's it's up uh, from here. Well, I think with this new regime, and who's maybe, the new head coach? Uh, that's Matt, yeah, it is exactly. Matt Eberflus. It, it, and again, who's the well, new? Well, he's got to prove himself. That that's the. I mean, that's a yeah. That's a bit of a crapshoot. Well, I, I, it is, but I'll take that versus the guy that was there and the GM that was there that was making the horrible decisions to begin with. Go ahead, breaking news guy. What you got? No, I was just going to say you could have gone with uh, uh, old familiar face with Lovey Smith. Yeah, well, I loved Lovey. I thought he shouldn't have gotten fired when he did, and that led to the downfall. They really hadn't been great since then, if you think about it. 
Lovey got him to a Super Bowl. People forget I, that. You know what? And I, I know, obviously, there's a lot of political stuff going on with Brian Flores, but why in the world has nobody hired that guy? I mean, look what he did in Miami. It's yeah. Well, he I, had I eight think, straight wins this year. It's unbelievable. I think now it's he's damaged goods because of this lawsuit. Uh, I think, you know, you know I, scorched earth kind of I, policy. But I think he was doing a great job as a coach. It seemed like he had a falling out with the general manager. Yeah, I, I see. I kind of maybe see it the other way. I think it could be a great opportunity for a, for a uh, for an organization to say, hey, we're you know we're going to stand behind this and we trust this guy and yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of. I think it's it's kind of you know in the eye of the beholder. But I, I mean, the the dude is. Before I hire Lovey Smith, I mean, I'm hiring Brian Flores. He was yeah. in the like talks. I, I, to be, to be I the thought he coach. was going to get that job. I really did. I did too. And then there's only one more team in the NFL that hasn't hired a coach. That's the Saints. So they're still waiting to get get their head coach in there. But I mean, Brian Flores, the Giants had a chance to hire this guy. And, and, Troy, and they, Troy may be right. It may be that they don't want the stigma attached with it. What, which is so funny to me is that they'll still, if he's a player, if there's a player convicted of or accused of rape, multiple counts of something bad, we'll still put the player out there. Yeah. But this dude's standing up for what he believes, and everybody's kind of going, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, this mistake by the Giants happened before the lawsuit, and in fact, it might be the reason why he's, you know, come out with this lawsuit because oh, no, that, the bill bell the bill bell check yeah. text well I mean, i'm just saying are they afraid if we don't hire him that we'll be brought in this lawsuit you know i i'm just so just don't interview teams. him right right i'm just, just projecting a what if yeah hey, i'm not saying that's right the case i'm just no wondering. i got what you're saying so uh, just, yeah you're saying the easiest way to the, avoid it is just to avoid it correct yeah right now i'm curious to see how this lawsuit goes right you know, will it go forward? Well, what are they going to do with uh, with then, Ross in Miami if it comes out that he's paying a dude or willing to pay? See, dude? I, I think that's so damning that you end up with like a Jerry Richardson. Yeah, situation. he's got to sell the franchise. Yeah, because that, to me, that's even worse than anything Jerry Richardson right. did. He, Jerry Richardson just made some stupid off the field stuff and uncomfortable and, folks it, in the workplace. He didn't uh, change the outcome of games, right? You and, know, and, I mean, you know, and, and, and this is. Like, the integrity of the game itself, Molly. This isn't a. This that. isn't a. Uh, you know, a perfect world or whatever. But I would have loved to have seen Brian Flores make that part of this deal more public before it became sour grapes or the appearance I, of sour grapes. Yeah, I don't know how you do that though. I, I think once you make that public, it's you're going full blast. Oh no! I, you but know, I, you know, it's, turf, it's, as I call it. At some point, I, yeah, he. I mean, he does. He did did clearly work for the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. But uh, the hierarchy is there is that also the NFL. I mean, I, if you go to somebody in the league office, say, "Hey, man, I just want to make you wear this. I don't know how we need to handle this, but yeah. dudes want to pay me a hundred grand. I mean, if well, it I, came it, out about about the and, bounty and, gate and, and Diddy, I mean, who knows? I don't. Well, know, that's you know, the, they said. There's did, one man. other person that has knowledge, firsthand knowledge of this. Yeah, those maybe statements. he did and they ignored it. Who knows? But I think maybe that's where all this stuff comes out in the lawsuit if it goes to trial. Yeah, it's gonna be I mean, it's gonna be interesting. I hope it doesn't get so far downstream that he becomes uh, the martyr. You know, I, I would like to see him. I look I, the the way he goes about his business and and I heard, you know he he made a statement or somebody made a statement on his behalf that uh, if you want hugs, I'm the I'm not the guy. But if you want to win football games, we can do that. And, and I, I that, you know I. I respect that. That you know, yeah. I, I, seems like he got a raw deal with the Dolphins. I don't know what happened with the whole uh, Giants interview situation, but something he had the Dolphins towards the end. Uh, 
into last season well, going they, in the right direction no question about it so i, I you well, know apparently there was a story that came out that there was a they bumped heads on a quarterback situation there was a quarterback that steve ross was wanting to bring in and and ha- introduced to brian flores that's when he like invited him on a yacht for lunch and then when brian flores got there steve ross said hey this quarterback that i want on our football team is going to join us and then brian flores got up and left and said no i I don't want this guy in here so i think it kind of maybe sparked from that kind of controversy there well basically it it did start with the fact that uh stephen ross reportedly uh told flores tank the games i'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars for every loss that you that you have and when he started winning games ross got upset because it was going to affect their draft position yeah. Uh, and then the second part of that was a meeting with with initially they thought it was they called it a high profile quarterback, but they thought it was Deshaun Watson. Yeah. It turns out it was Tom Brady. And uh, so there there was the issue there. No, they, yeah, they thought it was Tom Brady, and, and it came out to be Deshaun Watson. No, well, okay, well, either way, you know, neither one of them were were uh, free agents or anything like that. So technically, it was it was tampering. Uh, and Flores didn't want any part of that, especially after Ross just kind of conveniently said, hey, so-and-so has just arrived in the marina, so he's going to stop by for lunch. Flores was like, no, I don't want to be any part of that, and just up and left, and that basically soured the relationship between Ross and Flores. And, Molly, you got, you know, so we'll see where that lawsuit goes. Let's not forget, you've got Gruden's lawsuit that's out there. That oh, yeah. It's kind of been quiet lately, but eventually all that stuff's going to come to light, and who knows what's in all the documentation there and all the dirty laundry that gets brought to light from the Redskins, potentially from the Raiders, and, and other people involved are going to get caught in this crossfire. Yeah, it's uh, it man, it's it, sport in 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 general is at a really weird place. Be it college athletics, be it the NFL, Major League Baseball can't figure out what they want to do. The NBA's got dudes that are making you know tens of millions of dollars that are just basically laying down because they don't want to play for who they're playing for. I mean, come on, I, yeah. when does it stop? And and you know who's who's holding the uh, who's holding the ultimate? I guess Trump card or the power here? I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's it is crazy to see. Maybe uh, maybe we can get a a, uh, a better league with the USFL and with I mean you know who knows. Surely take us a break. We're at halftime of uh, hour two here as Mike Mullis joins us in studio. Mullis, did you see any of the clash at the Coliseum yesterday by any chance? NASCAR. It was the preseason race for NASCAR. It's pretty cool. I, clearly, I missed it. They had a... Uh, they I went, bet they made a lot of left-hand turns. They did a lot. They went to the L.A. Coliseum and laid a track in there where the, where the Trojans play football. It's pretty cool. I'll have to show it to you. Cool. We'll talk about that. And a lot more when PRL rolls on right after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? 
ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Troy. All right. Thank you, Shirley. Troy Day filling in for Clip Rock today. Thanks for tuning in wherever you might be. On Pirate Radio, one of our four radio stations, or perhaps online on Facebook Live or YouTube Live or on the TuneIn app or perhaps on PR. Or on, uh, yep. <laughs> I was getting ready to say our website PR927FM.com. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. Thank you. I got all these numbers in my head and they get all mumbled up sometimes. Molly in for hour two. Molly, we were talking about the worst of the weekend during the break. I guess we haven't even talked about it. This was so bad. We're an hour and a half into the show. We haven't even brought it up yet. Usually we'd be leading with this if they had won. But they lost. They lost bad ECU basketball. Mm. It uh, got smoked. Uh our watch along was fun though. At Tulane, your watch along was more exciting than the game. Look, when the game is going on like it has been the past four or five games for ECU basketball, you've got to create your own energy. Molly, the team has not been right. You can point to the moment Brandon Suggs went yeah. down. The team has fallen to pieces ever since. It has yet to win a game, and even was winning at that moment, big time, and they fell apart in that game. Yeah, I, it, it's man, I know. Coach Dooley and his staff have to be just like, you know, what's next? And you hate to even ask that in today's time. Every time we've asked as a society what's next, we get hit in the face with something. Yeah, so, don't ask. Yeah, so, I, you know, I'm sure Coach Dooley and, and staff are going, man, you know, what do we have to do? Um, but, I, and you know, so promising out of the gate. So promising. Ten straight wins at home, all the great things yeah. that are going on. And then, you know, tell the two seasons. Then you got Pirates back at it against uh, – Tulsa, it's going to be like a night game. I think it's around 8 or 9 o'clock tip-off our time uh, coming up tomorrow night. And then back home Saturday against SMU. So this has been a long road trip. They never came back since uh, being at Tulane. So they'll be on the road for five wow. straight days. So how do you think they'll do, guys, against Tulsa after a long extended trip like this? Who knows? I, I mean, I, literally, who knows? When you have teams like this that are this um, – kind of unpredictable just when you think well I, you know then they go out and play great yeah. you know we, we just don't know we need the sug boat back How, well, don't look the, at me i'm not on it when will the sug boat sail again what's the uh what's yeah, what's what's his uh what's his t- 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 every, every time i ask we don't, sug, we don't get a real definitive answer maybe they're holding them for the tournament at this point well you well, know he's not yeah it's not a friday night pitcher when you get him out there <laughs> let him run around a little bit um, all right, so that's ECU basketball not going so great right now. Uh, another event. I did I did not watch any of this over the weekend. I don't know if you guys did. It just has zero interest to me. The Pro Bowl. I don't even know why they play that game. I don't even know why they have that event because even the stuff midweek when you're looking at like grown men professional athletes playing dodgeball. The skills competition? Or, well, it's – I mean, that, that's it, at least that's, you know, okay – but dodgeball? Yeah. Hey, dudes are playing dodgeball? You're playing Madden? Yeah, watching people play Madden. You know, I don't, I, I just don't get it. I, and then the game itself. I mean, the was like, awful. just the half assing and everything. Deion Sanders came out and spoke like out about it. He was like, man, the, yeah, just put them in flags, play flag yeah, football. Flag fo- yeah. Let's just move on. But, hey, quite frankly, I wouldn't even have the event. Name the team, uh, away you go. And no, I mean, the ratings for that, 
cannot be it's gotta be terrible it cannot be very good i saw this guy just post, make it the skills challenge and be done be done this guy posted this uh online today so instead of the pro bowl take the two teams with the worst records in the league that would be the jaguars and the Lions this year let them play one game to determine the number one pick overall in the nfl draft the team that wins gets the first pick figure that'd be much more competitive game over the pro bowl yeah I, that'd, now that'd be something to watch right there your two worst teams fighting it out for the first round pick yeah i mean i, I so I you're would. losing the whole year to get that pick but then you have to win at the end of the year right but the competitive the the like the competitiveness level will just skyrocket to what we're watching now with the pro bowl well i mean right. would it what's the difference in being the number one overall pick having the number one overall pick or the number two pick well it depends if you need the, a quarterback uh, yeah depends who the player and that, is and well, that number this, one quarterback's there well this year it doesn't matter right but i mean you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how you fix it. I, I again, I, who is, is there a consensus number one pick right now for the NFL draft? I think it's a defense. The defense, you know, like last year from Michigan, you know, defensive lineman from Michigan. Trevor Lawrence was, you know, uh, Hutchinson or something. Yeah, like that. The, yeah, the big. Yeah, so he's the consensus number one. Well, I know at I one don't think point he's consensus. I think at one point there was a talk about the defensive lineman that got hurt. They had the big NIL deal out of like Oregon. Uh, I, I think it's such a kind of weak draft class that there's nobody that has separated themselves i mean quarterback wise you're talking what like three people that are even kind of in the mix so i I mean i you know i don't know it but the pro bowl back to it is by far the worst uh display of a representation of the league's effort uh regular season as opposed to what they do in their you know they're they're all star games, just awful. It's crazy how you watch like yesterday. You watch and they're lollygagging everywhere, and they're barely touching each other. And then what? Just about thirteen, fourteen years ago, Sean Taylor just absolutely obliterated that punter. In yeah, the pro, in the Pro Bowl. That's so. where that. But that's kind of yeah. the beginning of the end, right there. That's yeah. when that thing took a turn, you know. But I. Uh, look, I, it's it uh, again. It's well, nobody wants to get hurt in an exhibition charity type game like that. Well, it's not even charity. It's yeah. a true exhibition. I look. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a play seven on seven, just eliminate the linemen, and let's just watch these guys. But again, they could yeah. go, you know, helmets helmets only, or you know, whatever. But they, what 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 that represented was is just awful. Yeah, I'm really surprised they haven't gone to a full flag football game type of deal uh, again. And before they do that, just don't play. Let's just yeah. shut it down. And it was kind of a tough sports weekend anyway. We talked about it a little bit off the air. There was there really was a not there was really not a lot to get excited about for the for the mainstream sports fan. I guess if you're a NASCAR person, you're really NASCAR, fired up that got started. But I will say this. It was different. It got my attention because just the fact of the venue. They're in the LA Coliseum. It, it's really set up for the the USC Trojans and they put a NASCAR track in there. Uh, that was elevated four feet over the field and just the the but the problem was i was like man this could be wreck city you know it's so tight and so close the probably exact, couldn't go fast the exact enough. opposite happened there was barely any wrecks barely anything because they had to go so slow because yeah. literally you or there's no straightaway you're turning the whole time and it reminded me of like being a kid on the matchbox you know you had one of those little circles how far did they race they went 150 laps, which I forget. So it was what, pretty quick. What, it, it, it ended. It, they had a halftime in this thing. I think they stopped at 75 laps. They had Ice Cube put on a concert, which was probably better than the race, quite honestly. Uh, I thought he brought some great energy. It was we pretty had, entertaining. We had Ice Cube yesterday. We'll have Snoop Dogg next week in the halftime. So. Yeah. Um, and then they went. If they didn't have a halftime, they just went straight through. They would have been done in an hour. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I'm good on that. Look, the PGA, you know, they were at um, – 
Very they were at Pebble Beach. That was kind of interesting. It's always fun to watch Pebble Beach. They had the pro am leading it, but it would look. And I'm I'm a golf fan. I, I guess that would be a, a NASCAR fan would go. Who cares about a golf tournament? And I completely get it. But when that's like the marquee event of the, it's kind of a week, you know, week sports weekend. Just and I'm yeah. not an NBA fan. I don't know if there was a great NBA game that I, that I don't know about. I guess the Carolina Duke game should have been the highlight, yeah, and that was a blowout. Well, and I'm going to tell you, man. I you know the Carolina fans, and I know it wasn't all of them, and I'm sure that all of them do not share the sentiment. But what those that chose to start that chant, chant did yeah. was absolutely as tasteless and classless as anything that I've ever seen in college athletics. So, in case you missed it, um, this is the last time Coach K will be in the Dean Dome. Right. As he's coming out into the court, uh, the Carolina somebody fans, yeah. let's say, not faithful. once again, faithful, not all of them, but a lot of them, many of them, start chanting uh, F-bomb F bomb, Coach K. K. And I thought it too, very tacky, especially for uh, you know Carolina fans that consider themselves. Yeah, that's, that's the Carolina the, way and doing things the right way. I thought that's exactly the wrong way. That's the, the, the exact opposite of how you want to act and behave. And it got picked up nationally. And the a only lot, thing, got, you know, the a lot only, of bad publicity out of it. The only thing I will say is that's the loudest I've ever heard that that play. <laughs> I mean, they just don't. They're, they're, that's just not their deal. <laughs> True. That's the loudest I've heard that place. Yeah. You've got two programs, and you got a guy that I mean, look. Mike Shashevsky's been a been as big a part of that rivalry over his time at Duke as anybody at Carolina's been, right? I mean, it's I mean that that's why it works out so well. And he comes in there for the last time. I look to me anything less than a standing ovation for that guy wherever he goes. Yeah, he's earned that right. And I know what Carolina fans are going to say, and I'm already starting to see some comments that you no, know, well, you know what the camera crazies say, and that what they've done, and, and that doesn't make it right. I don't care. Look. Whatever those college students have done in the past, I'm sure they've done some off-color things, but it doesn't make it okay the way they treated Coach K that day uh, in Chapel Hill. I thought it was disgusting. Is there is there a return visit to Cameron this year, or uh, have they already played at Cameron, or do they play twice this year? Because if question. they if they sure. go to Cameron, now they all bets are off. I sure. mean, the, yeah. the, the the gauntlet has been laid down, and so I uh, you know you, I would think they've got one more visit to Cameron, don't they? Shirley, you're my kind of Duke reporter. Isn't there another um, I'm game? I'm on it. Usually, yeah. I like was the going to say, they, the, uh, they always, it's, it's always the it's, last game of the year. March 5th, 6 o'clock at Duke. Yes, yeah, so that'll be an okay. uh, interesting one right there. Yeah, so we don't, we don't, I don't want to hear anything about it. You know what I mean? That, this is what I would tell my kids. I don't want to hear. if you, you, <laughs> you made the decision to go down this path. I don't want to hear anything about it. Because the Duke fans, they are going to wear them out. Especially you beat them by twenty, the Duke fans. It's going to be ugly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's uh, what that's his last regular season game. Yeah, right? that's correct. Because it, then it's ACC tournament it. yep. and it's NCAA. Yeah, but I, you know, I, obviously, I think Duke they would did what they had to do. Would it beat them by twenty or twenty one or and, something and like that? So got on them early and never relented. Yeah, I mean they stuck their foot on the gas and well, kept and it, it on the whole time. An, an adage in coaching: don't 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 wake a sleeping dog. And that you know that's kind of what they did with that uh, with that chant as Kay's entered. And so I you know I don't know. I, it wasn't wasn't very pretty. Yeah, that's like you know the old saying: don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. That's exactly right. Yeah, and it was an ass whooping from the get go too. Oh yeah, like, like, it was never close. Yeah, were you listening to the show, Chandler? And now I know what Clip's talking about. He just said. That. I just but, said that like they, literally they, twenty seconds did, again. But it, he was reiterating that. Oh, okay. For hey, the people just, just now tuning, just tuning in. Tuning in. Okay. There's my breaking news, boy. 
Thank you. <laughs> it was an ass whooping from the beginning. From the get go. It was. Right off the bat. Yeah. Well, I mean, and honestly, they probably got what they deserved. Got what? They got what they got. Yeah. So, Coach K got the last laugh. You know, we are Can taking. You, you, you did, you, we, we mentioned that we got the Olympics tuned in so you 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 had that accomplishment mm. uh as ellery would say you won the day yeah. so you got that going and so now we are actually watching the olympics and i now realize why i don't watch the winter olympics why is that because it's terribly boring it is i agree with you there are very few sports that are interesting and this is one of the more interesting sports molly and if you're bored by this yeah you're really gonna hate everything boring. else this is, i don't even know what they call this snowboard no but this is like the snowboard like crazy x game competition one and i think part you know, of it part of it and i told my wife last night these guys are nuts i mean you gotta no, get they're credit. Cra- no like, they're, 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 like they're extremely they incredibly incredible. athletic I, I think the other thing that takes so much of it away from me is that there are no fans yeah there are no fans and now I, I saw a thing uh this morning on the news, well, I can't remember who the who the, the reporter was, but he was describing what he had to go through to get into the Olympic bubble. Oh, I think it's it, a it was it's insane. Absolute. I would have said, man, nope, I'm out. And I yeah. uh, what's uh, NBC does it? Uh, Tarico, yeah. yeah, Mike Tarico. <clears throat> he yeah. said, I'm out. He yeah, le- he left. He, he left. Oh wow. Yeah, or maybe I mean, he didn't leave yet, but he's leaving in the next day or so. Yeah. Well, he's coming back for the Super Bowl, he but said, he is not coming back. He said, "No, I'm good. I'll do the rest of it from the studio yeah. from my house." It's yeah. got to be like, and usually, what a dream for a broadcaster to be able to do the. Yeah, Olympics. he's got to be the worst no. one you ever have to do. Be stuck in China like that again. Why? Why? Ha- I mean, why have it in China? Why have it? Yeah. Well. Because well, of money. The, They're making millions and millions of dollars, Molly. You know what Well, I and they also invested millions and millions of dollars do, on the no, building of the the building of the uh, the Olympic uh you know buildings the village, the, and, all yeah, the that, village yeah. and, and all the and a good portion of the snow is not real. It's I, it's human created. I've I flipped over this weekend and I saw the bob I do like the bobsled. I'm fascinated by that. But even that gets boring after a while. But this, I don't know if you guys saw this or not. It was an, I've never seen this before. An indoor bobsled facility. Usually bobsled is always outside, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. This was, it was indoor, like it was in a building. The last thing I watched You know about, how big those bobsled courses are? The last thing I watched that intrigued me about bobsledding was cool runnings. And since then, yeah. I'm Well, I'm the Jamaican bobsled. bobsled team did qualify for the Olympics, so they are there. I watched the giant slalom last night. Um which is the very very steep ski i mean you're talking about some serious uh height speed and height yeah because it's coming down a very steep hill and uh two of the favorites to medal in that uh event one of them was an american whose name is escaping me right this second but uh they wiped out almost immediately because it was so steep and so slick and uh some uh I forget the lady's name from uh, Norway. She ended up winning. But uh, I'm, I've always fascinated in curling. I like the curling. It's oh, boring. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll, well get our final break in here. How can you be fascinated by curling? I mean, it's it's like, a, not, it's like it's, a barroom game. Well, curling reminds me more like curling, golf or something. I can watch that. I mean, I, and say, I don't you, watch it. I mean, I, you know. Curling I like because they just yell for no reason, and I yes. just find it hilarious. Duh. Yeah. And what were you going to say? Didn't I say I could be a curling athlete? Yeah. Yes, exactly. I can. Which is more reason probably not to watch it. <laughs> if, it's something good point. I, if it's something I can do at my age, Very good really, point. you know, do we really need at? It's basically Olympic shuffleboard athlete. on it, ice. Exactly. That is my point. It is a barroom game. This is shuffleboard on ice. Still more Molly, fun than shuffleboard, though. Molly and I could have a team. And I swear if we spent enough time at it, we'd probably be Olympians.
I don't know. We get our uh, break in here. We'll get ready to wrap up hour two with Coach Mike Mullis right after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial property uh, or projects, rather, maintenance of facilities and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Troy. All right, thanks, Shirley. Man, this show is flying by today as we get ready to wrap up Hour 2 with Molly and Hour 1, LRB Brian Bailey coming up in Hour 3. David Glenn will rejoin us. Uh, I taught a DG in a while. Look forward to catching up with him. And uh, big time guest coming up on uh, Tuesday, Molly. Remember the Pac Man, Mark Packer? Yeah. Gonna uh, gonna talk to Mark Packer, the Pac Man. Hadn't hooked up with him in years. I will say this: when he came down and did the Southern Fried Football Tour, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, before uh, that was when the Pirate Radio tailgate spot was there at the you know in the circle. Not telling you, you know that, yeah, yeah. but the, you know, and the end of the stadium wasn't bowled in. Right, that's right. So he had the the horse trailer that had yeah. the, the 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 observation deck up top. Yeah, brought he well he brought the RV down. Well, no, no, no. He had the well, he may have, but I know yeah. he had this tray and it had like I don't know five or six tvs yeah. inside yep and he and uh one of his guys and i went up and set up top there and watched the game through the stadium yeah uh, but i me- i remember florida and georgia were playing at the same time mm-hmm. so we're watching the florida georgia game sitting there watching the east carolina game. that was one of my most fond uh yeah uh, football experiences it was uh it was a great tailgate we had that day that was that was a good time that yeah. was Got yeah, a he, he was giving away the uh old spice stuff yeah, if that's you remember right. right i do um i actually think yeah. i had to take the gator and make a uh yeah. a beverage run to the convenience store because it was the uh the, the tailgate was such a hit yeah so i remember getting uh hit a bunch of uh like bojangles gift cards we were handing out like crazy back then i just it? yeah I, I, it was it was quite a quite a good time all right uh troy they fill in for clip he'll rejoin us later this week he's uh off a couple of days but uh look forward to being here with you for the next uh few days here and although i feel like clip's still with us because his hair is all it's got to be his because it's not bailey's because bailey's is white and me and molly don't have enough to shed we're gonna have to get clip a hairnet when he comes back to do the show yeah i said during the break that on thursday when we think he should return uh he should wear a hairnet yeah especially in the five o'clock hour when you're here yeah um we were talking about food earlier i'm gonna get your favorite super bowl food molly but before i do we're in break and molly looks at the trash can and goes huh you do a good molly can you, what did he say what he that, said, that oh. was the stupidest thing you've ever no. seen. No. He said he looked at it, he goes, Oh, someone got the landed sea combo here. Oh, landed sea combo. I was like, landed sea combo. And air. Land, air, and sea. Uh, oh, land. All right, land, if you guys can't sea. do it right, let's just stop. <laughs> land, air, and sea. Thank you, Shirley. It was the land, air. I'm like, land, air, and sea combo. What are you talking about? And I was like, all I saw was a McDonald's bag in there. And I guess one of our interns 
brought McDonald's in and you saw the the box that says land, air, and sea. No, I just saw a box. I mean, I just... Oh. Yeah, so. But, what but on the side, it says menu hacks. And they're, they're doing this new thing at McDonald's, I guess, where, you know, you can create your... So what? What is? I don't your, know. What is the? For, the I, again, I've not had one. I just have heard about seen it? these advertised, and uh, it's a Big Mac, uh, a full on Big Mac, like nothing deleted from the Big Mac. Which a Big but, Mac is like three or four pieces of bread, two patties. Yeah, they know the jingle. <laughs> and then you add special sauce, lettuce, cheese on a sesame seed bun. <laughs> yeah, they add uh, a McChicken fillet, like fried chicken fillet, right. and they add a fish fillet oh, to the Big sound, Mac. I got to be honest with you, man. That sounds absolutely absolutely disgusting yeah that's brought to you by vita <laughs> i can't think of a grosser like combo all in one sandwich well there's some that would be grosser but that's right up there wow so was that what he was eating do you think no way what was his hack no i i, I did see he had no he had a 20 piece mcnugget and uh some fries so he kept oh. it like traditional okay air land and sea or land air and sea just upsets land. my stomach it's, just thinking about it yeah it's a, it's a terrible idea mm. you know what's funny they, they've waited just long enough from that super size me uh kind of documentary thing <laughs> oh yeah that bring, was a long time ago back. too yeah, yeah. Did, you, did you watch that i yeah. did i did that, it was my health class in high school made us watch unbelievable it. yeah i did not great advertising is that dude still alive yeah well he lost all that weight he only did that for the movie no i get that but i didn't did. know if there was he like did it for a month some fallout oh health wise yeah i guess now he's back to normal so i don't know Whew, breaking know. news guy can you tell us if he's i'm, still- <laughs> I'm on i'm on it sir yeah um, that was the uh that documentary was called super size me. me yeah so yeah. why don't you look that up see who did it and see if that guy there is an echo in here chandler it's not just coming from your side because it seems like i just said it's called super size yeah. me so, for and those I also of you just you tuning in up. yeah are you listening see he's- it happens to the best of us <laughs> Um, let's see. Nah, he's still alive. He's 51 years old. What's his name? Morgan Spurlock. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's, Come on, so he's like your age. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I remember that. My so, age? How old are you? I'm not 51. I'm not uh, 50. Oh, really? No, oh. Uh, you're the old guy. No, I don't know about that. I yeah. tell you what, man. This guy really took a turn after Super what, Size Me. What happened? The next film he did was Where in the World is Osama Bin Laden? Hmm. After he did one about McDonald's. Yeah, and then well, that, he did one about One Direction, the popular boy band, back when I was in middle school. Well, the Osama bin Laden one should have been very short. <laughs> well, that was before he was at the bottom of the ocean. That was in two thousand eight. Yeah, they buried him with uh, Optimus. I mean, with uh, Me- Megatron. Megatron. Yeah, yeah, they buried him with Megatron. <laughs> yeah, oh, so in two thousand seventeen, Spurlock stepped down from his production company after admitting to having committed sexual misconduct in his past including cheating on his past wives and girlfriends, as well as settling a sexual harassment allegation. Hmm. So There you go. Boy, you went right for the smut, didn't you, Chan? Yeah, that's you what always, I was looking for. You keep it classy. What are you, a Carolina fan? Uh, yeah, <laughs> F, F, Morgan Spurlock. There he is, our breaking news boy, Chandler Honeycutt. He made another Super Size Me, by the way, in 2017. Again? Super Size Me 2. Oh, that didn't get so much pub, did it? I didn't even hear well, that. I mean, yeah, what else can you do? Yeah, how do you walked, do that as a sequel? I'm just going to eat salads the whole time and see how much weight I gain. I mean, I, what do you do for the second one? I mean, yeah. I don't know. It was amazing, though, that dude ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner there for a whole mm-hmm. month. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I get tired of eating the same thing for anything. You know? Well, you kind of stay in the middle. 
you you with your food you dance like a white guy you're not doing a whole lot there's no tricky moves there now you may want to customize it to your exact i stay in my lane but I bounce around places. I can't eat the same place every day. No, you don't. But you get yeah. pretty much. The I get same my thing. favorites. Yeah, yeah. I definitely get in the cycle. Well, the, the, speaking of that, all right. Uh, uh, before we get out of here, what's what you got planned for Super Bowl? What are you eating? What is your favorite food? Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, well, the, our favorite food just about all the time is wings, and my boys have already said that. I said, yeah, we're, we're good. All right. Are you making them uh, yeah. or are you getting them to Yeah, go? no. You know what? We did the the uh, wing stop thing one year, mm-hmm. and it was just – they were so busy. So we've already bought them, and we, we've got them ready. So you're going to be taking care of business at your house. Yeah, we, I mean, obviously, we yeah. had to freeze them. We'll take them out and right. we'll brine them. Yeah. Uh, we'll do the whole it's deal. It's like Thanksgiving. You're cooking your own turkey. We'll brine them, and then we'll yeah. throw them on the grill. We may throw, them. Oh, may, well, we may throw, we may throw a, uh, throw a few in the air fryer. Okay. By the way, I did see on somewhere on social media, Tiebreakers is taking their pre-orders for wings this weekend. That's so. a good call. And I would suggest if you want them, you better order them pretty soon. Yeah. Now that would be where I'd get mine. You know. Yeah. Go. The whole reason we did Wingstop that time is I'd gotten home and it was like, well, let's do wing. You know, and it's we'll just have them DoorDash and nope. Yeah. But now I could DoorDash them from. Uh, from tiebreakers or take out pros or whatever yeah. they're using yeah exactly and they're much better they are they, they there's no question yeah they're much better yeah, yeah. all right uh molly good seeing you yeah thanks for being here chandler uh shirley the best news is you only have to do this with him for like two more days yeah yeah no. i don't have to get to get, get to, to. Ooh, you get to all right we get we them. have the opportunity yeah to do he, this i mean there is some maintenance with this one this dude is he's he's maintenance I, intensive oh come on now this has been easy breezy yeah it's Girl, already it's already five o'clock shirley's been like on her phone the whole time i haven't even made you do anything shirley aside from the fact that you're off on your commercial breaks again Oh, oh, I thought, oh, I thought I was doing good. Zinger. Who's the producer supposed to be keeping me alive? No, I told you when we were supposed to take the break. Are we going to have to start doing this <laughs> at some point? Say you right. wrap it up, but just the, like right now. I have me at the 4.55 break, am I right? Yes. I'm only off by 10 minutes. Yeah, but you, <laughs> whatever. Right, see y'all. Get off my back. <laughs> we'll be back. See you, Molly. <laughs> David Glenn joins us right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center of Greenville's Extended Care Clinic is open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. So you can avoid the emergency department for any of your urgent orthopedics care. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Orthopedics East, providing services to Eastern North Carolina and the Pirate Nation for more than 35 years. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Troy Dreyfus. All right. Thank you, Shirley. Welcome back in. Thanks to Molly for hanging out with us for hour two. (coughs) Excuse me. Coming up in hour three. Guy we hadn't talked to in a while. One of our favorites former host of the david glenn show he is david glenn join us on the live line dg welcome back how are you friend 
Troy D., great to be with you. Great to be on Pirate Radio again. I'm doing really, really well, and then excited to talk to you again. We'll get to uh, what you've been up to lately in a little bit. But first, uh, man, I haven't talked to you in a while. So, like, since the last time we talked, all this uh, NIL stuff was was breaking. And I was, I was just curious to kind of get your perspective on it and how you think it might change the shape of college athletics, what it's done already. You, you know, I thought it was entertaining. Jimbo Fisher referencing some message board guy uh, sliced bread for like five minutes the other day because he didn't like some comment that somebody put on a random website. What What's your take on all this NIL stuff and the transfer portal and where we are at college athletics right now? Well, it's changing dramatically, and it's not like what we grew up with and certainly nothing like what our parents grew up with, and it's not going to reverse field. So we need to get used to the transfer portal, even if we don't like it. We need to get used to NIL, even if it bothers some people. Uh, One of the, I think, early takeaways, Troy, that we have is that there are infinitely more examples. Uh, And some of the companies that do this NIL stuff have released some information. But the long story short is there are way, way more examples of college athletes getting $100 here, or in some cases $1,000 there. And there are not nearly as many examples of the big dollar uh, NIL compensation that some people envisioned. Now, we do have $1 million athletes. Uh, I believe we may have one in the Atlantic Coast Conference here in the first year of this sort of stuff being legal. But uh, it gets back to basically the free market. And everybody is eligible to make the deals that they can make as long as they don't violate a handful of NCAA rules. But there are infinitely more three-digit and four-digit deals than there are those worth 10000 or more or 100000 or more uh, and, and up, up the ladder beyond that. I, I agree with you. I think the handful of uh, student-athletes will make the bulk of the money. And uh, the majority of these athletes aren't going to aren't having NIL deals. It really is yep. a small percentage that are getting them. And, and you know, even here at East Carolina, it's just a handful of athletes that are even involved in these deals. It's not it, it, it is not system wide. But the big name schools and the big name players are going to get the headlines, and they're going to make the big time money. Yeah, we've also learned probably that what we would have predicted to a degree has happened. For example. Division one male athletes are getting roughly two-thirds of the total NIL compensation. Now, maybe the other number is bigger than other, some would think, but almost one-third has gone to Division one female athletes. So that might, might be a slightly different division than we would have guessed. But it's predominantly male. It's predominantly uh, the Power Five leagues. I know not everybody loves that terminology, but... Those that you would have guessed were getting more money, those in the higher-profile sports at the higher-profile schools, they're the ones that in some cases are really raking it in, although there are a handful of exceptions to that rule. No doubt about it. David Glenn joining us, formerly from the David Glenn Show. We'll talk about what David is up to nowadays in a few minutes. But, uh, David, big week this week. Super Bowl week, as everybody predicted uh, the Bengals and the Rams, right? That was on your card beginning of the season? <laughs> Not, but uh, I'll tell you what. I, I was curious, and I, I'd have to go back and see what my thoughts were. I hardly even remember these days. 
without a show, I don't have to document these things as nearly as often as I used to. But I remember thinking after watching Matthew Stafford as a quarterback in the NFL for over a decade, I wonder what this cat would do with a better coach and a better supporting cast. Because you could see the talent there. And just like with Joe Burrow, you could see it at LSU uh, and in the early days of his NFL career. And both of those guys are examples now where they're clicking with their head coach. They have a good supporting cast. And it's made the NFL, I think, more fun, less predictable. Uh, but that, that Sean McVay-Matthew Stafford combination, I don't know if I predicted they'd be in the Super Bowl, but, but I really thought that that was going to make the Rams uh, a much bigger threat than any team that Matthew Stafford has ever been on at the NFL level. Who you like, David, in the game? I'll take the Rams, but I don't say that with great confidence. I think it could go either way. I don't think it's lopsided at all. Uh, I hope we don't get one of those you know, runaway games that sometimes the Super Bowl spits out for us. Uh, I, I, I just believe that uh, they're a little bit more well-rounded, uh, and I, I'm a big believer that Sean McVay is a really good head coach and Matthew Stafford's a really good quarterback, but I wouldn't bet a nickel on it either way. David, you live in the heart of uh, ACC country up there in the Triangle, and I know you've made a living for a long time covering ACC sports. The big game this past weekend, Duke, Carolina. Coach K's final appearance at the Dean Dome. Uh, it was such a blowout. The storyline really ended up being uh, his greeting by the Carolina fans as he <laughs> entered the court. And isn't that a little, you know, is, doesn't Carolina usually act that they're better than that, that they don't stoop to those type of levels? The the F Coach K chant, isn't that really low class by the Tar Heel fans? I thought it was low brow. I don't know what percentage of Carolina fans were doing that, but that is certainly not what I walked into when I was watching, you know, Dean Smith coach teams in the late 1980s and almost through the entire 1990s. In fact, I saw examples where Carolina fans didn't even go, you know, one-tenth as far as they did with that Coach K chant. And I saw, with my own eyes, Coach Smith motion to the crowd to stop this chant or stop that chant or even occasionally grab the microphone and send a message to the fans themselves. So times have changed. Uh, You know how it goes, Troy. If, If... 20,000 people were behaving themselves, but 100 really loud people were being obnoxious. The 100 loud people, profane people, are going to get the headlines. And again, I don't know what the percentage was. Um, And and certainly I've seen some ugly moments on the Duke side of this same rivalry. Uh, But for the most part, it has been a classy rivalry, one built on mutual respect. And that particular aspect of this weekend's game, you know, was a big step backward in that regard. No doubt about it. Uh, what other stories have you been covering, you know, now that you have a little more time on your hands? What, and you don't have to do it every single day like you were doing. What, what do you follow as a fan more than anything? Well, I'm still a Carolina Hurricanes season ticket holder. So uh, the seats that I believe you've enjoyed at some point oh, yeah. on the glass behind one of the nets, I still have those. <laughs> Need to come back for a game this season, David. <laughs> I share them with somebody, so I, he gets the majority. He's an old retired guy. I'm not quite retired yet, uh, but I still love the Canes. You know, Rod Brindamore, the head coach, Tom Dundon, the owner, these are guys I know really, really well, uh, along with some of the players. So it's, it's kind of a, you know, a personal thing as well as a fan-type thing. So as a fan, I still love hockey. 
And I still write uh, for, among others, you know, accsports.com and chapelboro.com, a website here in North Carolina. I just had a four-part one-on-one Q&A with Roy Williams, the retired Hall of Fame basketball coach. I write about sports business issues, sports law issues, including NIL-type stuff. So it's fun. I just kind of, as a journalist, pick what interests me most uh, and, and write about that. And I'm having a lot of fun with the folks at Chapelboro.com, um, whether it's the Roy Williams Q&A or the ACC Network finally striking a deal with Comcast, which was a very lucrative thing for the Atlantic Coast Conference and a much-needed thing given how far behind the SEC and the Big Ten, even the ACC, has fallen. Um, but, yeah, I'm having fun with it. It's, uh, it's less of a grind, more fun. Uh, I teach a little at UNC Wilmington. I write a little at chapelboro.com and other places. I'm doing some legal work and some consulting. So uh, it's, it's just a different chapter of my career where there's less stress, less structure, and more fun. David, if uh, some of our listeners want to read some of your articles and writings there, is is that available for free or is it behind a paywall? How do you, and, and give that web address one more time for folks yeah. that want to uh, check that out. It's Chapel, like at the Chapel in Chapel Hill, and then B O R O, so chapelboro.com. And I'm 99% sure that all of my stuff, they actually created a, a nifty little name for my column. They call it Holding Court with David Glenn. You know, a cute little play on my legal background and obviously my sports background. So I think there's a gavel and a basketball in the, uh, in the graphic for my Holding Court column. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a lot of things. Sometimes I'm writing about what's going on on the field and on the court. It's usually big-picture stuff. And uh, that's the kind of stuff that sometimes when I was the editor for the ACC Sports Journal for, what, 20-some years, I didn't always have the time to die, to do those deeper dives. Uh, so it's been fun to be able to kind of pick my topics and pick my spots and interview interesting people and sometimes even bring those interesting people into my class at UNC Wilmington. What's uh? You mentioned you you've had a sit down with Roy Williams, and you've got a uh, article about that, about what he's doing nowadays. Any uh kind of buyer's remorse from Roy as far or seller's remorse? So leaving that job. Sometimes I, I talk to a lot of coaches, and the they might leave it, and then they miss it terribly. And uh, is there any regret by him that he think he hung it up too soon? I don't think so. And you know. Whereas it is true that Roy Williams is a big-time golfer. In fact, he named his half a dozen favorite golf courses on earth in answer to one of our questions, which was pretty interesting. Grandfather Mountain in North Carolina made the list, among others. And whereas he is a proud grandfather, so he likes spending more time with his children and his grandchildren, he travels with his wife Wanda a lot, and all of those things including the golf. Obviously, he didn't have nearly as much time to do while he was coaching the Tar Heels. So I I think he's enjoying that aspect of retirement. And whereas not everybody believes him when he says this, he emphasized to me over and over, Troy, that the main reason he retired, and of course, he didn't like the transfer portal. He didn't like NIL. He didn't like, you know, over-involved parents. There were other factors, but the number one reason he swears is is what caused him to retire is that he felt like the last two Carolina basketball teams he did not connect with them in ways that he had done uh, over an illustrious career at Kansas and at North Carolina and on his way to three different NCAA titles and a whole lot of final fours and a whole lot of 
you know, first place conference finishes and conference championships, et cetera. He remembers tactical mistakes that he made that he didn't think he made nearly as often in previous years. Uh, and he remembers, you know, failing to connect with players that he wouldn't name, of course, because that's how he is. But 14 and 19, two years ago, remember, there was no NCAA tournament, so it's easier to forget that the Heels would have missed the tournament if there was one. Uh, and last year it was only 18 and 11 and getting bounced in, in that uh, round of 64. Uh, he was very self-critical. And, it, you know, at that roughly, what was he when he retired? He's roughly, he's 71 now, so whatever he was the moment he retired, roughly the same. Um, he believes that however many changes there are in college basketball, he was no longer pushing the right buttons, and that's the number one reason that he stepped away. Um, I'll have to check that out for sure. And uh, what a career he has had, so it sounds like he's enjoying Retirement. You mentioned golf, how much he loves that. Did you see uh, HV3 over the weekend getting a major victory? That was incredible. I mean, we, we have walk-off dunks and, you know, walk-off touchdown passes and walk-off game-winning field goals. You don't see that many walk-off, what was that? Walk-off eagle, yeah. Walk-off walk eagle to win the tournament. From 92 feet. A tournament and a high-profile tournament. That was great to see. Yeah, what a uh, and we were talking about it earlier. Just, you you want to root for people that are just good people too. And Harold Varner, even though he's become more and more famous and more and more wealthy, he's really been the same guy all along. And he's the same guy that used to play golf and attend here at East Carolina, and he comes back all the time. And uh, at least through now, it hasn't gone to his head, and he, he's really kind of stayed level headed and just been the same duty always has been. Yeah, it feels like our great state is involved in just about anything. Like, like we can name the players from our universities that are representing each side of the Super Bowl. So every time you turn around, you know, whether it was Webb Simpson, uh, who's a Raleigh guy and has lived in Charlotte as well, of course, is a Wake Forest guy. He's been a prominent elite golfer on that scene in recent decades, and he's a really easy guy to root for and a very down-to-earth person uh, and, and a good person. It just feels like wherever you turn in the sports world, college or pro, one of our teams or somebody who grew up here or a coach from here, an athlete from here, we're just involved in everything. And it's one of the things that makes jobs like yours and mine so much fun. Yeah, no doubt. Did you catch any of the NASCAR exhibition over the weekend? I guess that's officially what they're calling it, an exhibition in the uh, L.A. Coliseum. That was weird to see. <laughs> and I've, it's been fun that NASCAR has decided to go to so many unconventional places. They, they're... We talk about this in my class sometimes at UNC Wilmington. They have been a sport on the decline, and there's all sorts of debates about why TV ratings are down and attendance is down and you know whether they're going to be able to strike a good TV deal the next time that comes up because of a lower interest, generally speaking. Uh, but that's a sport that you know was born and raised right here in our backyard, and I, and I think it's the top 25 racing teams are still based somewhere in the greater Charlotte area. So this is our sport. So whereas there's room for criticism of what NASCAR has done wrong, I think it's been fun to see them in some unconventional places. And I didn't see much of that race, but uh, it certainly was eye-catching to see stock cars going through the LA Coliseum. I, I thought they took a page. <laughs> I thought they took a page out of the NHL playbook. You know how they like yeah. to move the hockey game around. In fact, Raleigh's going to get that game, I believe, next year. Um, 
in Carter Finley where they do the uh, what is it New Year's Day game outside. Um, they have two now. They have they have one called the Winter Classic and one called the Stadium Series. But yes, they're visiting all of these outdoor venues in hockey. As crazy as that sounds, yeah, it kind of had that feel to it. It's like it's a different sport in a venue you you're not used to seeing it in. You know. True, and you know the deal. The sports and entertainment world has become so splintered that it's just hard to get harder to get people's attention. There's so many channels, yeah. there's so many sports. So people are trying to think of creative ways to be unique and be different and step away to, from their comfort zone. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, but that hockey example is one that people have really uh, responded to, and no doubt about it. Before we let you go, David, uh, I want to get your thoughts on, you were talking about you know the sports world splintered. It seems like the NFL has been able to be that thousand pound gorilla. They they still continue to get the ratings, get all the money, and everybody's kind of chasing them in this country. But man, they've had a lot of off the field problems this year. You've got the lawsuit now uh, by Miami Dolphins former coach Brian Flores with, with uh, citing you know institutional racism with the league and the reason he wasn't hired at other places. You've got the lawsuit still with. Um, uh, Gruden, that's going on uh, with his departure from the Raiders. Uh, you have a legal background, as you said. You have obviously a sports interest. Those, it, what's going to happen with those two lawsuits in the NFL? In your opinion, well, the devil is in the details. It, it all comes. What What is usually the case in legal proceedings is that the plaintiff, in this case Brian Flores, has an amount of money in mind. Nine times out of ten, right? I mean, if somebody wrecked my boat what am i really trying to get if i sue well i'd like the value of buying a new boat right there's usually almost always there's a monetary value in mind in this particular case it's not impossible that the nfl could reach a financial settlement with brian flores but he sounds like the rare plaintiff where it's really not about the money and i know most people roll their eyes when they hear that phrase but i'm sure it's partly about the money but this sounds like a guy who's on a mission to turn down settlement money offers so that if he can get all the way to what's called discovery in the legal system, where maybe the NFL has to turn over uncomfortable emails and texts that may have racially charged language in them, as we saw with John Gruden. I mean, John Gruden's not a head coach anymore because of some documented evidence, right? And that was just leaked. That had nothing to do with a legal right. case. Right. And and you know how it goes. If it's simply he said, she said, Brian Flores remembers something one way and somebody else swears it didn't happen that way or remembers it a different way, it's really hard for a plaintiff to win when it's just he said, she said. When you get to the point, and if they get to the point where these documents are demanded to be handed over, that's where things get really interesting. Now, at the bottom line, looking forward, given the, the nature of your question, the NFL is still on the sturdiest foundation. This is not an exaggeration when I say this. It is the strongest financial foundation in the history of sports, period. And they're already making $15-plus billion a year, and they just signed a new contract. If $5 billion a year in TV deals wasn't enough, their new deals doubled it. They're now going to have an average of $10 billion a year. That is just multimedia revenue yeah. before sponsorships and all those other things. 
$10 billion a year, and those deals are signed well into the next decade, yeah. I think it's through 2033, that's the strongest economic model in the history of sports by a lot. So even if the NFL takes some hits financially and otherwise, it is still going to be the super heavyweight in, in the worldwide history of sports. Yeah, it's incredible, the amount of money. Uh, anything with the Gruden case you think will come to light? I don't know. That, that's a guessing game, right? I mean, um, we'll see is the best way to put it. I'm fascinated to see if the Flores case goes all the way to the point where those various teams have to hand over documents because that's a very uncomfortable position to be in. That would take it out of he said, she said. But you, you've already heard some of the evidence. You know, Flores remembers the Broncos interview one way. The Broncos swear that they took meticulous notes about a five-hour interview, and they remember it a different way. Mm-hmm. I think anybody, you know, most people are just rooting for the truth. Yeah. Whatever the truth is, let's have it come out. And if the NFL is doing uh, improper things uh, racially or otherwise in terms of discrimination, the NFL should be penalized for that. And if Brian Flores is exaggerating, well, then the NFL has a chance to show its evidence that he is exaggerating. I just hope the truth comes out. Um, but, and because, because I don't think Flores is going to just kind of take a bag of money to walk away, I think we have you know, at least a chance of getting closer to the truth this time, which is not the case in many lawsuits. Yeah, I agree with you. Last question, DG. Uh, what's your favorite Super Bowl food for Sunday? Mm, I like that. Uh, what's it called? Like the three level bean dip. Oh yeah, chips. I like that. The, yeah, there's like a seven layer one too. I've seen someone make before. I'm cool. I'm an easy guess though. I, I like wings. Um, of course, I love my adult beverages if that counts. Yeah. Are you a stay at home guy or do you like to go out for the Super Bowl? Usually stay at home. Yeah. I just had. I just had a text from two of my best childhood friends going all the way back uh, to like when I was 10 years old. Uh, you only have so many friends that close for that many years. And it was four years ago this past weekend that we were in Minneapolis as guys who grew up in the Philadelphia area cheering for a team that had never won the Super Bowl at that point. And we watched our Eagles beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yeah. That was four years ago. And then, one of my favorite memories as a sports fan, uh, covering it or otherwise. All right, uh, DG, let's give that website one more time for folks wondering what you've been up to and if they want to read more about your articles, where they can go again. Yes, chapelboro.com. Chapel and then B-O-R-O.com. A lot of great stuff. I hope folks will check it out. All right, good deal. Thanks for your time today, David. Great catching up with you. Let me know when you're back in Greenville. We'll, we'll meet up for lunch or dinner one night. Always fun, my friend. Great to be with you, Troy. Take care. All right, see you, man. David Glenn joining us on the live line. Always great to talk to DG. Great friend of the station. And uh, as he mentioned, you can go online now and read his articles at chapelboro.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Got a lot more to get to as PRL, PRL rolls on. The final half hour of hour three this has flown by today we've had a fast moving show we'll have a lot more when we return right after this
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. <laughs> you all right there, Chandler? All right, now let's head back into the show. Here's Troy. What's going on over there? I, I almost, almost dropped, dropped my phone. I was like, oh. I just saw him. I thought Chandler tickled you for a second, Shirley. No. Tickle, 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 tickle. No, because I would jump. <laughs> If he did that, I'm and very ticklish. Me. Yeah, I am extremely ticklish. Uh, Where are you most ticklish? My sides. Oh, really? Yeah, that's your spot. Yeah, if somebody gets me uh, on my sides, and they don't even have to tickle, they can just kind of take your finger and kind of poke you in the side. Um, yeah, I'll jump. <laughs> yep, jerk. There it is. <laughs> Confirmed. I had to test it out. <laughs> yeah, it's right in your soft spot. And literally, the only thing I did was touch her. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I, that spot, like you. right underneath your ribs, but above your waist, that little soft yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that, pretty much, yeah. Has anyone ever told you don't touch that? And you just go, all right, I gotta touch it. Yeah, yeah. my mom used to tell me that all the time yeah. when I was a kid. Don't do that. Yeah. I knew that yeah, was going to happen. Yeah. As as, all right. Thank goodness you said your side, not somewhere else. I don't want Chandler to keep your hands to yourself from here on out. <laughs> I mean, I I've been, I, look, I've been, I've been sexually abused here many a time. Stop it. <laughs> We're going to have to put one of those plexiglass things between y'all, not because of COVID, but just so you don't touch each other. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, All right. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Man, this was a fun program today. Led off with Ellerby, had Brian Bailey, Mike Mullis, David Glenn. Good to catch up with uh, DG. It's been a while since DG's been on. Got a big show lined up for Tuesday. I got to get everything. So part of the host's responsibility is also the booker of the show. You know, usually we have, you know, not that we can't assist and stuff, but usually Clip helps with that. But he's uh, off today and more. I've got, so I've got, um, how about this coming up? Scheduled to appear. Why don't we say that? I don't have the order yet. I'll finalize the stuff tomorrow. But scheduled to appear. Mark Packer, the Pac-Man. The Pac-Man. Coming up on Tuesday's show. A, a, a legend. Used to be uh, prime time with the Pac-Man. You longtime Pirate Radio listeners will remember that. I still have people ask me about that show, Shirley. You remember About that? the Pac-Man show? Oh, yeah. People love that show. Remember oh, we yeah. used to carry it for years? Oh, yeah. But it's been years since we've had it on. People still ask, what happened to Pac-Man? Uh, Packer's done. He's on ACC Network now. He's Is he got doing a, a West Durham? Yeah. Uh, and he's got a show with him, and then he's on uh, XM Radio, too, a national show there. So, uh Packer's doing great. Packer, like, broadcast from the basement of his house. I remember him telling me, he's like, man, I'm just tired of driving in Charlotte and doing stuff. I'm just going to do something from my house. I'm like, all right, well, good luck. And he has, darn it if he hasn't figured it out. <laughs> he's Well, I mean, and he figured it out before the whole COVID situation. Yes. Because it's more prevalent now. Now it's, like, cool to do things yeah, from your now home. Yeah, it's, now it's almost the norm. It was ahead. We'll talk to him about that tomorrow. It was ahead of his time, Shirley. Uh, also scheduled to appear, our old friend, Nui Scruggs. Remember Nui? He used to have a oh, national yes. show on CBS Sports Radio. He is Good the, friend uh, of Billy Weaver. He is? Yeah, he knows Billy. Oh, okay. I Where forgot about that. Where have you been? That. 
I don't remember that detail. Uh, Newey's the top sportscaster in uh, in Dallas, Texas, so we'll get, we'll get up to him. I think he's covering the Super Bowl for his uh, TV station there, so we'll catch up with Newey. Also scheduled, uh, I think we might have a Jeff Nadeau, big man on campus big man. appearance. And Igo scheduled to appear. Steven Igo. Are you going to say I going with us like you used to on uh, Live at He'll Five? He'll be I going with us. The, you remember that? I, I, I used to, and I said I, something not too long ago to clip. What, about, what do you say? I just I was like uh, Stephen I going with the yeah show. yeah Stephen I go I going with us. Never used to say that. I did. I, yes, I did. I haven't said it so long. I forgot. So he'll be joining us tomorrow. Yeah, okay. I plan to. I was need to confirm schedule. That's why I said scheduled to appear. Subject card is subject to change. Yeah, as they say in the wrestling business, there has not been a lot of good news to talk about uh, the last few stops that he's been here, and it will continue tomorrow. Stephen, yeah, with EC basketball. Yeah, well, you know, think he can pep us up? Doubt it. Yeah, me too. With that monotone voice, doubt it. <laughs> I wonder how his uh, family photo. Family. Oh yeah, last time we yeah. talked to him, he was doing a family photo. Family. I actually got my hopes up the other day that he would show up to the watch along, and he never did. Yeah, and no, I never realized. It, it. I think it's becoming a bit now where he intentionally had. Well, I say intentionally has no intention of ever showing up to a. Mm-hmm. But he always kind of hints at the like he thought might, of but maybe he showing won't up. Show up, yeah. Yeah, that was that a tough game to do because it wasn't you know super competitive. Yeah, I mean we still gave it. I mean, it was fun. Your we were giving away. Try. Yeah, well, I mean we were still giving away free prizes and yeah. stuff like that familiar gift cards tiebreakers uh you know pirate radio swag we had tony dunn with us i saw um so and his hair maybe yeah. it's tony's hair that's all over this place well he was he yeah, sat on what, that side yeah, he yeah, sat on true. that side it, and he, he, he had been it tied over up here. in a bun which is almost like a uh hairnet type yep. of deal yeah so i mean it was it was brutal but i mean we made it interesting there yeah what else did you do this weekend besides your exciting watch along uh just chilled at the house or i went to tiebreakers and i watched the uh, carolina duke game at tiebreakers on saturday so um carolina got throttled throttled and i was the, so excited by the blue devils I, I loved it i loved every bit of it there's two there's two groups of fans out there i mean there's I don't, blue devil fans and there's people that hate carolina yeah <laughs> so those two fan bases united and we're very happy Saturday night. Yeah, I was uh, very happy to see Carolina. And especially, I'm going to be honest with you, I just learned today, I think when you were talking with DG, or maybe you talked about it, first of all, with Molly, but uh, the F Coach K chance. Oh, I yeah, did not know about that. Over, oh, man. it was, you could hear it when they were showing uh, ESPN, when they showed Coach K entering the court and mm-hmm. coming out on the court you could hear it clear as and it day. was more than 100 fans DJ yeah it, it downplayed a little bit because yeah you know, it was way more it was probably might like have gone to carolina but it was it was loud it was thousands uh, of fans. yeah i watched the video uh, a while ago during the break it was very loud i'm just saying low class move by carolina oh, fans. absolutely yeah. I mean, it's one thing to hate the coach, you know, because you're a Carolina fan. I mean, that's going to kind of come with the territory. But especially when you uh, know that he, this is his last appearance, you know, F Coach K is not what I would, you know. I mean, it's one thing to boo him if he walks out there. Okay, right, fine. Sure. You know, you can boo yeah. him. I never expected them to do any type but of. But is, is F Coach K the Carolina way? Evidently, it is. Well, it shouldn't be. Yes, it is. It shouldn't be. It is. That's the Carolina way, Shirley. 
Well, it, it 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 seems a little strange for the wine and cheese crowd. Well, see, they don't know anything about class anyway. <laughs> well done. Well done, sir. Attending class, yes. Yeah. Yes. But I didn't expect them to do any kind of special ceremony for, for Coach no, with the rivalry. But I also did not expect them to do a disgusting Although that would have like been that. super classy if they did. If they it gave them like yeah. a recognition. Yeah, that would have been classy. I, yeah. But, I mean, I definitely did not I mean, expect to them to do that out a disgusting chair, act. But they could have done something, you know. And the funny thing is, is that the coach for Carolina played against Coach K, you know, as a player. I mean, Hubert Davis was, you know, he was on one those Carolina teams that would go head-to-head with and, Duke every year. Yeah. And, uh, and so you know, is, uh, his assistant, yeah. Jeff Lebo. Jeff Lebo was there. Um, so I just find it interesting. Now, look, it, you know, these are heated rivalries, and there's a lot of things that get said that probably should not ever, you know, go up across radio or television airways. But uh, it, you know you're going to be on ESPN. You know this is a national broadcast. This is a big game. Every year, you know, this is a – they make a big deal out of the Battle of the Blues. It, you know, as a fan base – I, you know, I would be mortified as a fan base that they did something like that yeah. and it was audible well, I, enough. It's one thing if you're chanting that during a commercial break and it's not on TV, but for that to be on television, yeah. that just. I was offended by it. And as you guys know, I'm a little by, you know, I have a history with Coach K, as you guys know, and have you hung out with him. Relationship well, I have a history with Coach K, too. Have, so. uh, have asked him a question before. Well, probably the best, I would say, I was thinking about this. The the top coaches I've had a chance to ask questions to or interact with, he's got to be in the top five. I would hope to so. get a coach a question to Coach K. That's pretty. You well, know. I almost interacted with him, but it. it well, that was in a vehicle wreck. Stop trying to steal my thunder, Shirley. No, I just said I almost interacted with him, and it would have been negative if I did, yeah. in fact, interact with Coach K. And Coach K, as we know, I don't know if you have that cut pulled up, but loves the East Carolina fan base no, and the East Carolina I do not fans. Have that. And we found that out after I asked him that question about ECU when ECU was almost beat Duke in Cameron many years that ago. He liked the, the Pirate Nation. Loves Pirate Nation. He, he knows I will them say this, from Coach the beach. K, Amarillo, yep. I think Coach K, as a basketball coach, loves the scrappy, hungry teams, whoever they are. It doesn't have to be East Carolina and, you know, specifically. But any kind of basketball team that's just scrappy enough to give his team a test, I think deep down, just as a basketball coach, he loves that. He loves that chip on the shoulder, you know, blue collar, I'm going to work my tail off to beat you type of. And a lot of his basketball teams were like that in, you know, the late 90s, uh, early 2000s. They were that kind of hard-nosed. Um, they're more finesse players now. They're more, way more athletic, you know, and they'll outrun you. I mean, this team uh, runs the court up and down like, you know, like, what am I looking at? Cheetahs. You know, they, they're real speedy players. They run up and down the court. It, you know, there's not a lot of defense being played, so to speak. Coming up at 6 o'clock tonight, if you're listening to our live edition or encore edition of the Brian Bailey Show, Brian caught up with former EC coach Skip Holtz and talk about what he's up to nowadays. And uh, this was Coach, coach Holtz when he was asked about what are some things that come to mind when he thinks back to his time here in Greenville. The people. Without a doubt, the people. We had five phenomenal years there in Greenville. Absolutely loved it. And the the support of the fan base there at East Carolina. I remember when I first got there, there was 
very little attendance. And somebody said, well, they're all here. The city of Greenville's in the parking lot. They're just not coming into the stadium. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> well, we just got to build a product that they want to come in and watch it. But incredible following support there at the university, the great town. I mean, everybody may knock it because it's small or whatever, but that's what I loved about it. It's about the people and, and everybody's so friendly and it's upbeat and it's positive. I just really enjoyed my time there in Greenville. All right, Skip Holtz, uh, great interview with Double B today with him. And as I said, we'll encore that on the radio side of things coming up at 6 o'clock. And if you missed it, we have it archived on our website. We'll take our final time out. We'll come back, get ready to wrap things up for this edition of PRL. I'll ask you guys your favorite Super Bowl food. Find out. We'll get to know Shirley a little bit. Will she throw me something? I'm going to write down what I think you're going to say, and we're going to see if it matches up. Surely. 20 years of being together here at Pirate Radio. Can I name your favorite Super Bowl food? What do you think? I doubt it. (laughs) Me too. I doubt it too. I think it's something goofy, a little strange. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. Something goofy. We'll find out right after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Take a look at your stock market report. The Dow was up a point and closed at 35,091. The NASDAQ was down 82 at 14,015 and the S&P slipped 16 points and finished out the day at 4,483. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Troy. All right. I stayed really positive today. I did not let the cold rain get me down. Kept the energy high. Didn't go outside once to let it depress me. I was going to ask you this. Also noticing that it's getting lighter later. It is. Or staying lighter. Yeah. And we're later. about a month out. We're about a month away from the time changing. Because I agree with well, you then on it'll that. Stay light even an hour later than I, now. I agree. I agree with you on that. The 100%. days are naturally getting longer every day. Love it. Do you it'll, not agree? It'll be 100% longer. Well, not 100%. Well, I mean, it'll be a lot longer, an hour longer, I should say. It'll be getting dark we're around 8 39 o'clock. Yeah. Well, it's summertime, but it's probably, let's see, sunset right now is... Around 6 o'clock, 5.45? Yeah, 5.45, and probably, you know, and then you have, like, the you know, it stays light a little bit longer after that, so let's just call it at 6. It'll then be 7 a month from now. You all right, Charlie? Yeah, I just ran my knee into this thing. It happens. Careful. I didn't realize I was that close to it. Wow. (laughs) I just went to turn my chair and I ran my knee All right, easy. All right, um... As we said, Super Bowl coming up. Did you write your Super Bowl food down, Shirley? I've got it right here, Troy D. All right, here's I'm going to predict what Shirley's favorite Super Bowl food is. Okay. And Shirley's a little different now. 
you know, unique. I'm a, as Jeff Charles would say, I'm a different breed of cat. Yeah. You can be a weird one sometimes. In a care. good way. I know. I know. You embrace your weirdness. I think Ask that's... me if I care. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go. Not the traditional. Win- You're not going to pick something that's so obvious, like wings or something. That's too That's too generic for my girl, Shirley Rhodes. Am I right about that? <laughs> Am I right about that? I'm not answering yes or no. No, there's no way you're just going to pick, oh, wings, because everybody picks wings. Well, I don't so, typically have wings at my Super Bowl parties. Okay, well, I'm so. going, I've got it down to two, which I think could be possible. Wait a minute now. We said one thing. I know. Why Why are you going with two? I'm just thinking that you would potentially like both oh, these. God. I've got it down to jalapeno poppers, potentially, or... Good guess. Or nachos. Oh, close. You were very close. Close. If I've got it down to those two as possibilities. Survey says <laughs> chips and salsa. Oh, that's not, no, that's nachos. No, that it's not. Nachos. No, it's not. Because that nachos. in the world of nachos. There is no cheese. That's the There's nacho no family. Cheese. There's no jalapeno. There's no ground beef. Nachos, but, it requires much more than just salsa. Chips and cheese is the cousin of nachos. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're in the ballpark. So, there you go. I do know my Shirley Rhodes. You were close. You were close. Yeah. You were close. I do like my chips and salsa because usually what I do is when I have a Super Bowl party, it's potluck. Somebody, yeah. bur- you know, each person brings something. But I always provide the chips and salsa because I'm picky about the type of salsa I eat. Chandler, so. I already know. Wings for you. Wings. You love wings. wings. I've seen this guy eat wings. And by the way, no more food in the studio. Why? Because, one, we have a no food in the studio rule, which you violated over the weekend. We all ate, and we've done it every time for a watch And you're violating the rules. Eat in the kitchen. Jeez. And you eat like an animal. And you got the sauce all over you. It's disgusting. Uh, you're, you're taking <laughs> Look, this way I out got, of proportion. I got oh. wing sauce over here. Nobody cleaned up. Well, I didn't sit there. It's, I got hair all over the table. It's a hot mess in here. As you would say, this isn't a frat house. <laughs> exactly. All right, great show today, guys. Appreciate you being here. I'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again. As I said, a great show lineup for tomorrow. Scheduled to appear. Uh, Mark Packer, the Pac-Man, Nui Scruggs, Jeff Nadeau, Stephen Igo, just to name a few. And until we greet you next time for another edition of PRL, I'm Troy D. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.